93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Uh, today is Tuesday, January 4th. Kathy is out. I'll handle the news duties. We're going to begin with this. The cleanup effort continues in South Jersey after a winter storm dropped nearly a foot of snow and more in some places. Uh, New Jersey state officials had asked people to immediately report any power outages and to stay away from wires that may have come down from the storm because there were also some winds that were gusting. This is such an anomalous thing, at least from our take on everything here. Um, And we were talking about this yesterday on our conference call, Preston. I was seeing cars clearly returning from Jersey or somewhere. That had snow on them, and, yeah. and that, like we're covered in snow. We didn't get anything. Yeah, and and, I, and you know, you'd every now and then see a car covered in snow, and every other car was clean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was really weird. I was talking to Sarah, who was on for Jackson yesterday. It was a holiday, and she said, "Yeah, I've been waiting out the snow till it ends." And as I'm talking to her, I'm driving through Center City where there's nothing, and I was yeah. like, "Just cross the bridge, and you'll be absolutely fine." So the New Jersey first snowstorm of 2022 not only dumped as much as 14 inches of snow on parts of Cape May County, but set a new daily snowfall record at Atlantic City International Airport. Uh, Monday's winter storm dropped 9.5 inches of snow on the airport, making it the most snowfall to fall at that particular location on January 3rd. The airport's previous snowfall record for January 3rd was only 2.8 inches back in 2014, so it shattered the day record. That's kind of the mind blower is that you had uh, records being broken just a little, you know, a little half hour travel, 45 minutes away, and nothing here. Uh, the snow that fell Monday in Atlantic City was more snow than usually falls during the entire months of December and January combined. So wow. This freak storm that came out of nowhere. So to give you some numbers, uh, Egg Harbor Township had 13 and a half inches. Ocean City clocked in 14 inches of snow. Jesus Christ. Cape May, 11 and a half inches. Casey Wildwood Crest, 11 and a half inches as well. Yeah, I was wondering, because uh, it was heavy snow, too, and I got a flat roof. Oh, <laughs> no. I don't know what's going on over there. Uh, so further in, like in Vineland, uh, they got to 2.7 inches, Millville 6.3 inches, and so on, and it got less the more you yeah, moved towards yeah. Philadelphia. Wow. Uh, but nonetheless, it was it was the real deal, man. It was it was dumped. I appreciated all the Beautiful snow photos. Did yeah. you see any beach photos that came up? I just know. I saw the news and and uh, saw plenty of footage from that, which was pretty cool. Uh, so speaking of that, after a weekend of thousands of flight cancellations and delays due to weather and staff shortages caused by Omicron var- variant, as people tried to return home after the holidays, cancellations hit a holiday season high yesterday as the winter storm hit the mid-Atlantic, worsening the situation. More than 3,000 flights in the U.S. and some 4,800 worldwide were canceled by late afternoon, according to Tracking Service Flight Aware. And another 13,000 flights were delayed, including more than 6,000 in the U.S. Uh, things may get better today, however, with airlines having canceled fewer than 400 U.S. flights uh, for today with an improving weather forecast. Uh, Airlines are paying temporary bonuses, including double or even triple pay for pilots and flight attendants to work shifts that are open due to co-workers with COVID. Due to staffing challenges stemming from the Omicron-related COVID-19 spike, the school district of Philadelphia will shift 81 schools to virtual learning for the remainder of the week. Uh, Superintendent Dr. William R. Height said that the change will start today and it will remain in place through at least uh, Friday. 
Uh, he had said, as we've always said, our goal is to keep the district open so that we can surround our young people with the caring educators and support services that they need as long as we can do so safely. District leaders have been meeting regularly with local public health officials to monitor the COVID-19 situation. And we've also been closely tracking data to determine COVID's impact on staff coverage in schools. Uh, the remaining district-led schools will be open for in-person learning starting today. While students at the impacted schools will be out, educators are expecting to report to work unless they are self-isolating or quarantining. The Philadelphia Federation of Teachers weighed in on the decision, and it said instead of heeding our call for a seven-day pause on in-person learning to effectively plan for adequate mitigation measures, the district is undertaking a piecemeal plan that leaves parents and staff alike scrambling to make plans for tomorrow morning. That was according to the uh, PFT on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, district officials continue to call for patience and understanding. And finally, twins in California were born just 15 minutes apart, but their birthdays are on separate days, months, and years. Isn't that wild? Alfredo Antonio Trio was delivered at first at 11.45 p.m. on New Year's Eve, and his sister, uh, Aylin Yolanda Trujillo, was born exactly at midnight on New Year's Day. Right, now, Yolanda! Yeah, that's right. Their mother, Fatima, said, It's crazy uh, to me that my twins uh, have different birthdays, and I was surprised and happy that she arrived at midnight. Uh, Aylin, Aylin was uh, first born, was the first baby born at uh, Natividad Medical Center and in Monterey County in 2022. The fraternal twins joined three older siblings in the trio family, uh, two girls and a boy. Uh, Madrigal said that her oldest son was excited that one of the babies was a boy and her family can't wait to meet him. Uh, twins with different birthdays are rare, and the chance of twins being born in different years is one in two million. Wow. Uh, though the incident is rare, it's not the first time twins have been born in separate years. Uh, MedStar Washington Hospital Center said that a woman gave birth to twins near midnight, resulting in one born in 2013 and another in 2014. Uh, the twins were born only three minutes apart, one at 11.58 p.m. and the other one at 12.01 a.m. But twins have been born in different centuries as well. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Separated by the stroke of midnight, at least three sets of twins were born on opposite sides of the millennium, according to the Associated Press. And I suppose it's conceivable you could remain in labor for 99 years. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah sure. Yeah. All right, in sports this morning. <laughs> Sixers beat the Houston Rockets, winning 133-113 last night in South Philly. Joel Embiid went on a tear, 31 points, 15 rebounds, 10 assists, on his way to a triple-double in the win. Yep, the Sixers are on the road tomorrow night with a game in Orlando against the Magic. Center Jason Kelsey, defensive lineman Fletcher Cox, and tight end Dallas Goddard are among a dozen Eagles players who tested positive for COVID-19. Also going on the COVID-19 list are uh, Jannard Avery, Marcus Epps, Nate Herbig, Jordan Howard, Avante Maddox, Rodney McLeod, Boston Scott, Alex Singleton, and Jack Stoll. Uh, the Eagles host the Dallas Cowboys Saturday nights in each team's regular season finale, and each player will have a chance to be cleared in time for that game. And Monday Night Football, the Steelers beat the Cleveland Browns, winning 26-14 in Pittsburgh. Browns quarterback... 
Uh, Baker Mayfield was sacked nine times by Steel the Steelers defense. Uh, that included four from T.J. Watt, who has a league-high 21 sacks, one short of the NFL record set by Hall of Famer Michael Strahan in 2001. God, I hope that record gets broken this year because that record is the biggest Fugazi record in the entire NFL. I can explain to you later. After we'll, the, uh, right, we'll break, we'll break into, into discussion. discussion. Please, yeah. yes. And then finally, the Flyers wrap up their road trip out west tonight with a game in Anaheim against the Ducks, and the puck will drop at 10. And that is all that I have for you this morning. Thank you. Thank yes, you. Yes. Please sit down, sit down, relax. Uh, I'm just a man. I know. <laughs> That's all there is to it. No we no need to call me a hero. Uh, so we have a few things planned for this very chilly Tuesday morning uh, by setting you up with the first ink of the year with Preston and Steve Tattoo. Yeah. It's Tattoo Tuesday. So if you're interested in winning a $350 gift certificate for Floating World Tattoo and Piercing, you can text the word tattoo to 39333 and somebody's going to win by the end of the program. Also excited about our guest today. Uh, we have had... Uh, some A-list celebrities throughout our years on the program. Uh, and this guy is definitely a celebrity, but he uh, he's one of my all-time favorite guests. That we've I agree. Had. Yeah. His name is Daryl McDaniels, also known as DMC from Run DMC. Uh, he's promoting a children's picture book uh, called Daryl's Dream. Uh, but I'm telling you, when we had him here, he was just, he just had the most positive um things to say just uh he's just a a a, a force of of just goodness yes I mean, he's just a really cool a guy. light worker as they yeah. say i'll yeah. tell you this um from where he was if you want to talk about the most unbelievable 180 yeah like his alcohol consumption on a daily basis all the stuff he was into and now he is the absolute opposite and he's a prophet for yeah. this you know for 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 a, a positive lifestyle yeah. it's great he's yeah. awesome so we'll talk to him a little bit later on this morning which would be cool all right so uh do you want to explain uh yeah your, so, the, the sacks record yeah michael strahan was listen he had an amazing season i'm not taking that away from him but he was one sack away from having the the record for most sacks in one season. He was one sack away, and it was like the last play of the season for him against the Packers. Maybe it was the Vikings. Either way, it was Brett Favre. It was like it was like the last play of the game. Brett Favre takes the snap, and essentially the 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 offensive line let him through, and then Brett Favre went down. And took the sack. It was like given to him. It was like almost uh, like that meatball uh, home run that Cal Ripken hit at the All Star game that uh, you had asked him about. Yeah, yeah. It was the most undeserved sack uh, I have ever seen in my entire life. So you, the, the feeling is it was consciously orchestrated to give him that. Yep. Huh. Absolutely was. How about that crap? Yeah. Why, why would they do that? Uh, to give him the record. You know, listen, he's a respected you know defensive lineman, but like he didn't earn it. The way that the old-fashioned way. Well, the old-fashioned way. Yeah, yeah. Casey, this video calls it the most bogus of all sports. <laughs> so yeah. uh, there's, you know, there's people that agree with you. Yeah. Okay. And I watched it happen live, and uh, uh, it and does. It, it does look kind of tame. Cases we're looking at the footage. Yeah, and it looks like he's going down for nappy time. Well, you know, and I, I don't know if he appreciates it as much. You know, like let's get this bastard on well, the no, air. Here, here's a guy who works his ass off. Yeah, yeah. You know, all year long. And believe me, he wants that record. He wants that record. I don't think he wants it in that fashion, though. I, I, I think he right. would prefer to actually earn every single sack that he And now gets. he's gone into space. Uh, and yeah, now I'm he's gone into space. <laughs> yes. Maybe talk to Daryl McDaniels about it today. Let's talk to him about it. He's what if really Daryl McDaniels says, F that guy? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. John Runyon wouldn't have given him that sack. You know? All right. Yeah. He yeah. wouldn't have. <laughs> All right. 
That's great. All right, so we welcome you uh, to a Tuesday morning and all its glory. It's going to be cold, but we got some good stuff for you. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok, and probably other places. Acme Markets is making your grocery shopping and saving easier than ever. Download the Acme app today to see your all-new deals, rewards, and perks. Use it to view the weekly ad, clip digital coupons, redeem rewards, and to shop any way you want. In-store, delivery, or drive up and go. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver it right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, thank you, Marissa. So, stupid question this morning. The prize that we're going to be giving away is a four-pack of tickets for Jurassic Quest, which is going to be at the PA Convention Center uh, January 15th to the 23rd. The question that I have for you is, what is a bulldog edition of a newspaper? Bulldog mm-hmm. edition. Remember newspapers? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, what is a bulldog edition of a newspaper? 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer to that. Probably have to look that one up. I did not know the answer to this. Um, only a few birthdays. I only saw like four or five of them this morning. Uh, in fact, yeah, I only have four on my list. Um, today is uh, January 4th. Nick, if you see anybody interesting, let right. me know. Uh, Diane Cannon. Yeah. Uh, you know what she was in? She oh, was yes. in he- Heaven Can Wait. Yes. Heaven Can Wait. Heaven Can Wait. That's right. It's mm-hmm. time to go, Joe. Yeah, that's right. Uh, she and... Uh, she was uh, really it was married, I believe, to Cary Grant. Uh, was she really? Yes, she was. In around the life. time of the LSD. Okay. It must have been interesting. Was he tripping regularly? He did it quite often. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so um, she was in that. She was also... She was... Um, Have a good way! Have a good way to another day! Uh, I think the one where she also dated Carson... I don't know. I think yeah. so. I remember. I remember an exchange between the two of them. That's pretty classic. Provocative, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, when they were talking um, about dating each other. Cooch. Um, so, <laughs> wow, what? Yeah, it was pretty uh, overt. It was late yeah. night, and he could say that. So uh, she is eighty-five years old today. Uh, Julia Ormond, yes. the actress. Um, movies like Sabrina, Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Legends of the Fall. Is she in the... All right, so wait, hang on. Uh, she is in the latest edition of The Walking Dead, The World Beyond, right? I, I'm not watching. I think so. I yeah. Think, uh, yeah, she's a star case. Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought. Okay. okay. All right. She turns uh, 57 today. Uh, also from the band REM, lead singer Michael Stipe celebrates his birthday today. Uh, so he's 62 years old. You're a big fan. I am. You think yeah. there's a shot that they're... No, he's There's flat the, out said, resolute, yeah. he's, he said, we're done. It, yeah. we, we were what we were, uh. and we had our time. And, uh, you know, he always, it's funny, as, as proud, in seeing interviews with him, as, as proud of uh, of what they did as a band, he just kind of goes, yeah, we were, we were just this pop band. Yeah, you know, it's bizarrely dismissive. Of, yeah. Does he do solo stuff? Not that I know what of. What the hell is he doing? I know. And he uh, looks you like, know what? A, a, like a... A fisherman. There's something about him that I always dug and, and that band because they, they surfaced out of, you know, um, kind of alt-rock was in its infancy yeah, at that yeah. time when, the, when that band surfaced. And I was into, like, hard rock and, and metal and stuff. And this band, something about them spoke to me that right. stood out amongst yeah. the others. I just dug them. Um, I think he's got a dry wit and a dry sense of humor. Yes. And there is a, um, I can't remember which 
platform it's on, which streaming platform it's on, but they they do a it might even be Netflix, but they'll they um will break down a song and how a song was created and they did Losing My Religion and it was really interesting. What I found most interesting about that particular episode was that Michael Stipe hates the sound of his voice. Can't oh. stand the sound of his voice. No kidding. Yep. Wow. That's going to okay. be a nightmare. And yeah. what you're making your living on something you hate. But, yeah. you know, everybody sort of feels that way when they hear a recording of their own voice, whether it be speaking or, or singing. It's like, oh, they you know, know. And, and he's no different. Yeah. Uh, so 62 years old today. Uh, last birthday is guitarist John McLaughlin, who played Steve in the Mahavishnu Orchestra. So I used to listen to that stuff when I was into really sort of out there. Uh, so he's amazing. Yeah. Uh, unbelievably amazing. Uh, but, you know, the, it's not the kind of thing you can listen to. <laughs> no, it's no, like it's, it's like King Crimson. It's jazz fusion. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it was really experimental, and it took elements of rock, progressive rock, and jazz. Yeah. Real intense, you know, uh, crazy time signatures. Very complex and out there music. It's not, you know, hey, put on the. But, no, 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 no. <laughs> it's not party. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I would take, uh, what, what's the Bob Seger song? Yeah, we've got we've tonight. Got tonight. That would be better at a party than putting on Mah- Mahavishnu <laughs> <Okay>. Orchestra. <laughs> uh, but but they're some of the finest musicians yeah. to ever pick up the instruments. How they right. were able to put that stuff together is pretty amazing. Billy Cobham, one of the all-time great drummers yes. of the Mahavishnu Orchestra. Uh, so John McLaughlin is 80 years old today. There's an actor named Graham McTavish. It's his birthday today, too. You might oh, okay. recognize him. He's in The Hobbit movies, and uh, he's pressing. He's going to be in the Lord of the Rings. I'm not Lord of the Rings, the... Um, uh, Game of Thrones prequel, House of the Dragon. Oh, nice. And he's also in uh, The Witcher. Yes. Did anybody watch that? I, I watched the there first season. There are huge fans of that show. I like it. I yeah. think it's good. Henry okay. Cavill's very good. And it's, I don't know if it would, people might reflexively say, well, if you like Game of Thrones, uh-huh. I haven't watched, you know, much of Game of Thrones. It seems to me totally different It's because it's based on the video game. Here I saw another one, Steve. There, Dave Foley. Dave Foley. Uh, his birthday uh, yeah. from Kids in the Hall. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. And uh, News Radio. How come that's off the list? I don't know. This, and, uh, this sums up bitches. A Bug's Life, right? Isn't he the yeah, yeah, he's yeah. the lead actor. He's yeah. Yeah. yeah, he plays the main character, Flick. He is 59 today. Hang on, I'm seeing other people. This is, right? this is ridiculous. Is this is for goddamn ridiculous. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, the girl who played uh, X. Uh, well, she was a Logan. She was the the, the little oh, girl. Oh, the little girl. She's excellent. Uh, was fantastic. Uh, she's, she's not on the list. <laughs> she's not. Her name is uh, Daphne Keene. Uh, and she turns, I think, 17 years old today. I saw one because I didn't what? know the first two people you guys mentioned. His name is Jaden Martell. He's in It, St. Vincent, and a really great series I watched on, I think it was Netflix or Apple Plus called Defending Jacob. Who is he in? Oh, in, he's in Jacob? In he's it. Jacob. Oh, okay. uh, he's Bill. In it. Oh, Bill Dunbar. He's yeah, the main character. He's the lead yeah. kid. Okay. Yeah. Wow. How okay. come he's not on and the list? Why is he? Yeah. The hell is going on here? He's and from here, right? He's from Philly. Yeah. He's from Philly. Yeah. What? Yes. What? 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 Sorry, I turned into Mel for just a moment. What? What? Casey, did you watch Defending Jacob? I did. It's really good, right? With Chris Evans. Yep. Yeah, we talked about it because Kathy watched it. Yeah. Well, she's not here today, and I am. Right. All right, anyhow, happy birthday to everyone. Let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. Uh, The Bulldog edition of newspaper, what is that? 215-263-WMMR. I'm going to go to Joe S. on the phones. Hi, Joe. Good morning to you. Michael Strahan's a crumb bum. (laughs) (laughs) A crumb bum. Dude. Uh, What is the first or early edition? real crumb bum. Yes, early edition. Yes, you got it. I didn't know Rizzo was even aware. He was completely aware of R.E. That's what that whole altercation was about. Really? All right, Joe, hang on. No, not, not R.E.M. 
straight. Uh, he straight said straight, oh, straight hand. Yeah, not yeah. Stipe. Stipe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe he didn't like REM either. I don't know. Well, he, he clearly was <laughs> the end of yeah. the world, and you know it, you crumbum. <laughs> Oh, that's great. It yeah. starts oh, with an earthquake. <laughs> and Lenny Bruce is not okay, you qu- lush. All right, so we're going to send him up with a uh, four-pack of tickets for Jurassic Quest coming to the Pennsylvania Convention Center from January 15th and 23rd. See over 100 life-size animatronic dinosaurs, including an incredible 50-foot-long megalodon. Yeah. Uh, Jurassic Quest is the world's largest, most popular dino event on tour with unique and exciting experiences for the whole family. <laughs> Previous events have sold out. Get your tickets now at JurassicQuest.com. You going to say Dino? Go extinct. No, I was just saying, no, it's the most popular dino event on tour. Like, there's hundreds of them out there yeah, on there tour. Are. You have to be discerning. Yeah, he wants to fight me. Yeah. I want to I fight, fight a fight mm-hmm. triceratops. Uh, so, congratulations. Hang on the line, Joe. We'll get your information. We will take care of you. All right, where do we go with the entertainment stories? We'll start with uh, a follow-up on Andy Cohen. He has one regret from his admittedly drunken New Year's Eve. Uh, of course, uh, he w- had hosted CNN's New Year's Eve Live from Times Square, New York City, last Friday night alongside Anderson Cooper. We talked about this yesterday. Yes, yeah, he was, well, he was definitely, as he said, overserved. Yes, and on Monday's episode of his uh, Radio Andy talk show, the Bravo producer recalled criticizing and comp- a competing broadcast at Clark's New Year's Rockin' Eve with Ryan Seacrest, and uh, they were hosting from elsewhere in Times Square. And we have a clip of him yes, apologizing yeah. or saying that uh, that oh. he regretted this thing. I don't know if it's over or not. Uh, yeah, it probably is. Uh, right. There you go. One, yep. yep, that's it. Here we go. The only thing that I regret saying that I slammed the ABC broadcast, and I really like yeah. Ryan Seacrest, and yeah. he's a great guy, and I really regret saying that, and I was just... <laughs> Stupid and drunk and feeling it. Yep. And he said I was. Uh, he was uh, continuing the journey rant. He said, and I just kept talking, and I shouldn't have, and I felt bad about that. So that is the only thing. Uh, during the show, uh, Conan said ABC's performers were a group of losers. Yes, he did. He said, if you look behind me, you'll see Ryan Seacrest group of losers performing. I'm sorry, but if you're watching ABC, you're watching nothing. So when you're when someone is lit up, having never been drunk, that and to that point where I'm just spouting off, mm. are you even remotely aware in complete inebriation okay, so, that you're so, saying things you should not be saying? I can speak to this. Okay. It, to some extent, you think that everybody's in on it with you. Okay. You get it. I'm yeah. just being ridiculous. Right. I understand what you're all thinking. <laughs> well, either that yeah. or, or you know I'm joking. That's yeah, it. That bunch of losers back but there. But that's obviously and, not and always the case. it's all in, in the spirit of competition because they are competing for an audience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And it's kind of a little bit of trash talk. And, and that's what I would think it, that it is. I've also, Steve, have gotten into like altercations, you know, shouting and, and fighting altercations where I have gone off and said, things that I probably shouldn't have, but at that time, I was like, dude, I know what I'm saying, and, and when I wait, and I know I'm drunk, and I, but I know when I wake up tomorrow, I'm going to feel the same exact way, <laughs> and then when I wake up the next day, I'm like, oh my God, yep. I cannot believe I said that I've always wondered, yeah, yeah. Also, yep. you, you can think that you're hilarious when, when you're <laughs> yep. not, Yep. and uh, I think it, it's, you know, it's exacerbated when you're on TV, you know, Andy Cohen yes. knew that he was performing. You know, and so he thought that he was giving us this performance right. that everybody was going to love. This and is going to be good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Anderson Cooper, clearly, as you could see, yeah. he's sort of like flailing back and forth. Like, could you, please stop. Please stop. I wonder and, if they draw straws of who's going to get drunker. 
probably not. Uh, so Cohen later uh, went on the Journey rant saying that uh, the famous band led by Arnel Pineda uh, was not Journey without uh, Steve Perry. He said, we were doused with confetti from fake Journey on ABC. <laughs> if it's not Steve Perry, it doesn't count. You get it? It's not Journey. It's propaganda. It's not Journey. It's not Journey. No, that was not Journey. Steve Perry is Journey. Right. So this is him ripping on sure, ABC. Sure, yeah, yeah. to do that. So the next morning he admitted that he had uh, had too much to drink and he had bit a bit had been a bit overserved. Uh, ahead of the final season premiere of Blackish, Tracy Ellis Ross revealed how Michelle Obama came to be part of the show. Uh, in a recent interview with the Wall Street Journal magazine, Ross said that she personally called the former former first lady to invite her to appear on Blackish, citing that she and uh, Obama are friends. She said we had a ball. Uh, she said uh, that uh, Kenya Barris had created the series around the time that Obama and her husband had moved into the White House. She said it felt really fun to welcome someone so special who's been so important in our world, in our culture, in the kinds of stories uh, that were told on Blackish. Uh, the eighth and final season of Blackish premieres today, by the way. On so ABC. it's going out, you know, still, you know, a quality show. Yep. I think that's, that's kind of the way to do it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Don't let it just crumble yeah, after yeah. a while. Tristan Thompson took to social media to confirm that he is indeed the father. <laughs> we all knew it. Of Marilyn Nichols' child. He Man, was he denying this, though. He, he said in his statement on Instagram, Today, paternity test results revealed that I fathered a child with Marilyn Nichols. Wouldn't it have been great if they would have had Maury do it? Oh, my, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> when it comes, what's, what's the kid's name? Akila. Akila, yeah. Uh, he said, I'll when, look for it. When I take full responsibility for the, my actions, now that paternity has been established, I look forward to amicably raising our son. I sincerely apologize to everyone I've hurt or disappointed throughout this ordeal, both publicly and privately. Uh, he also apologized to Chloe, saying, Chloe... You don't deserve this. You don't deserve the heartache and humiliation I've caused you. You don't deserve the way that I have treated you over the years. My actions certainly have not lined up with the way that I view you. I have the utmost respect and love for you, regardless of what you may think. Again, I am so incredibly sorry. So when you've done this countless times, <laughs> the, this apology rings hollow to me. Uh -huh. You know? Uh -huh. I mean, because uh -huh. he was actually prior to this, Preston, so you have the actual clinical, the data that proves that he is the, the father, but he had admitted in court uh, before Christmas mm -hmm. that it, it, he was, in fact, the father. Yeah. So uh, he's I, now he's doing it publicly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, we'll uh, see if Chloe moves on. Throwing it all out there. Now, speaking of the family, uh, it seems that uh, Kanye West isn't the only common denominator between uncut gems actress Julia Fox and Kim Kardashian. In September, during Paris Fashion Week, Fox wore Jean-Paul Gaultier's striped gown, a tight-fitting sheer dress. Kardashian wowed the crowd with the same dress at the 2018 People's Choice Awards. Oh! The exact this can't be. same <laughs> dress. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What? Uh, Fox and Wes. Oh, it's the same dress. What? We're spotted on a date in Miami on Saturday night. Uh... <laughs> Uh, the pair enjoyed a romantic dinner at Carbone Restaurant. Uh, this comes nearly a month after Kim tried to speed up divorce proceedings with West and declare herself legally single. 
<laughs> wow. He is very critical of Kim Kardashian. Following the date, uh, the dinner date, Fox met up with friends at the beach on Sunday wearing a black one-piece from uh, Balenciaga. Uh, page six reports that this is West and Kardashian's favorite luxury label, by the way. Uh, okay, mm-hmm. all right. One more story. I'm going to be all over this story. One more story in the family. Kylie proudly showed off her growing baby bump on Saturday. I forgot she was pregnant. The social media sensation, 24 years old. Who's is it with it? Tyga again? Or? No, no, not Tyga. It's, it's with um, Travis Scott. Travis Scott, yep. who is now obviously go- dealing with all that fallout from the yes. Astroland. Uh, the second child with Tragedy. Travis Scott took her to uh, took to Instagram stories to share her outfit of the day while revealing her burgeoning belly. The Could star, you... who's expected to give birth any day now, showed no signs of late pregnancy fatigue as she pounded for the camera and struck numerous poses. She has a lifeless sort of mannequin's face, you know, and and it's always the same sort of look. And I say that as a compliment. Uh, Jenner gazed into the camera with seductive eyes in a boomerang video on her Instagram story where she posed with a face filter. Uh, she also sported her famous overlined lip look. Uh, on her pout as her dark tresses fell loosely on her shoulders. I mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is the full description. Yeah. So, Travis's baby mama looked trendy in a brown oversized trench coat. Underneath her stylish coat, she had on a tight onesie of a matching color. She also paired her look with a set of earrings. She was wearing earrings. No, okay. okay, wow. The younger she, of the Jenner's... She does it all. Sisters appeared to be at home as she posed in front of a full-length mirror, adding a bit of edge to her pregnancy style by sporting a pair of chunky boots. <laughs> Had she made of the candy? No. Dude, that would be amazing. <laughs> that would These be so awesome. There's raisins in them. You like raisins. <laughs> they would have to still be in the wrapper. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, they're silver and they kind of pop boots. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. did you like my Twix boots. pocketbook? <laughs> chunky boots. Could I you love imagine? your Snickers earrings. <laughs> Those are... One's missing. I got hungry. Um, is that a Butterfinger <laughs> ring? Could you imagine if you had to... As a, an influencer, as yeah. someone with oh. a social media presence like this, where every day involves... <laughs> This sort of stuff, this f- photography, this sort of catching, making moments, it's just too much. If any of you guys were watching Casey McDonald's wedding over the weekend, I it was seems not. very I, exhausting. We, the whole family got together. <laughs> it was on Instagram. There were lots of stories. It was beautiful. She looked magnificent. It looked exhausting. Who was this again? Remember Casey McDonald, who used to be at Fox 29 yeah, she, Why should I know her now? What is she doing now? She does some her. stuff uh, for streaming. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She, she married a, um, a Major League Baseball player. Okay. Um, so, and Susario was at the wedding. So, Marissa, I only saw that stuff through Susario's uh, Instagram stuff. Okay. Um, when you say it was on Instagram, was it airing live on Instagram? No, there was just a lot of... If you pasted all the stories together, uh, you could probably see the whole yeah, thing. That's, uh, okay. That's, that's a lot. That's all. It's just one of these... Is that what you and the family like... did, Preston? Did you paste all the videos together? <laughs> we did. It was a project. Guys, I'm going to do this in a presentation I feel comfortable with. <laughs> Over the weekend. So if you wait in the living room, I'll put, I'll put it together. But back to Kylie, I had... Uh, we just allowed my youngest to get an Instagram account, and she's following Kylie Jenner. And um, I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> Honestly, like, I just... Um, okay. Oh, about I, I know what you're saying. Uh, as far as now having this uh, this influencer poster child, mm-hmm. kind of uh, giving unrealistic looks at what a human being <laughs> looks like. Does, has 
scant knowledge of what a human being is. Right. I, I, yeah, I, uh, it's, it's your call. But I, I, you know, would you prefer Courtney? I, I mean, like, I don't, I don't prefer any of them. Yeah, I, as as uh, an influence to yeah. my daughter, but also right. at the same time. Here's somebody who is a like a billionaire. Yeah, it's like, it's like a billion. billion. Yeah, it's like, it's like a billion. Yeah, uh, but it's like a billion. So I don't know how I, I I'm how I'm supposed to feel about this because here is a is a powerful young woman who is in charge of her life. Right. Do you know what I mean? Setting a positive uh, role in or, or setting a, a positive example in that light. Mm-hmm. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Flip a coin. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> uh, right. So anyhow. Uh, yeah, uh, outside of the chunky boots, yeah, which could be an incredible, delish, uh, yeah. yeah, delicious fashion trend. Eat them from the ankle down, though. You don't want to start with the bottom. Oh, gross! Yeah, uh, she's been laying low ever since. Ten people were killed at uh, Scott's Astro World Festival, as Steve had mentioned earlier. It'll be weird to see how that all shakes out in the new year. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, the, the, all the stuff that's going to be involved, all the lawsuits. Yeah. You know, Tiger is the father of the first child, though, right? No, what? Who the hell is Tiger the parent of? Uh, not I don't, Travis. Travis is the the uh, father of the other kid. Yeah, it's got it's to be, to man. Track. By the way, I got a text from somebody who said that they had imagined uh, chunky soup cans oh. on her feet, and we went with the chocolate. So yeah. you could do either one. I think chocolate just has a little more yeah. edge, edge to it. Less so. chance of a shrapnel cut. Yeah. <laughs> Tiger Black China case? Okay. Is Tiger Black yeah, China? They share a son. Person. Okay. Yeah, okay. Tiger and Black China were together, and they share a son. There needs to be a flow chart. For yes, all this oh, is what there needs I don't to think be. I could follow it. <laughs> yeah. All right, I have some other stories. Uh, Kristen Bell celebrated her husband Dex, Dax Shepard's uh, birthday uh, in a post following his two-day-long case of the hiccups. Uh, People <laughs> reports that Bell wrote to the greatest husband. And dad beast I could ever imagine. Laughing, snuggling, and growing with you has been more enjoyable than anything I could have ever imagined for my life. Your patience and commitment with with our daughters is only bested by your patience and commitment with the hiccups. None of us deserve you. You are singular. We don't deserve you. And then she writes, happy birthday, stud. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, little... Little, little peek into their world. I'm glad he's over the hiccups, though. That was pretty weird. They are a cute couple. They are. They, they do really have fun together. And she's what I appreciate, Casey. In this case, you talk about people that that show you know pluck and true grit. Yeah. When he's had some missteps, and yeah. she has stayed with him and supported him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good thing. Yep. All right. Here's some uh, stories about people you don't know. Uh, according to TMZ, Outer Banks star Chase Stokes. Oh, Chase. Has been enjoying the single life as he rang in the New Year partying with friends in Miami. He was at 11 nightclubs Saturday where he was seen surrounded by fans and handing out burgers to club guards. Well, that's kind of cool. Dude, I love burgers. That I like, cool, a, I like a burger if I went to a club. Hell yeah. You know? Yeah. I didn't go out this year for New Year's, but maybe if the burgers had been on the menu. You usually don't eat when you're out yeah. clubbing and somebody oh. comes by and offers you a burger. Yeah, I'm in. That's a bonus. But Who's that guy with I, the burgers? Chuck watches this show, right? Outer Banks? It's, uh, like, it's like a tween show or yeah, something like I, that? I, and Kathy watched it as well. I, I gave it a like a two or three episode try. Uh, I couldn't I couldn't get down. Okay. Uh, this comes after his breakup with Outer Banks star uh, Madeline Klein. Yeah, man. I'm really right. upset about that. So I can understand why you wouldn't watch it if... if uh, First thing you do when you break up, hand out burgers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. People reports that former Bachelorette contestant John Hersey posted a tribute to former Bachelorette Katie Thurston for her 31st birthday. Oh, yeah? Along with a photo <laughs> of the two kissing... It's Her- just <laughs> <laughs> 
Acknowledge another landmark calendar moment for Clarby Clabinson. <laughs> I watched uh, Preston the entire Bachelor last night. Oh, Steve, I feel what? so bad for you. The whole episode? What? Dude, okay, so I saw, Rochelle had it, I was flipping through the channels, oh. and I saw the dude with tears in his eyes. Oh, my God. And it was like, oh. it literally like looked like they had taken a break, and somebody came over and just, like, threw water on his no. eyes. Oh, really? Seriously, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, it is. <laughs> This guy is like like a, a burly sort of Chris Hemsworth. He was a former football player. Yeah, yeah he went to right. he went to Mizzou. Yeah. He was, I, right. I, I was interested because he was I used to live in Missouri. So a mountain of a man. Yeah. So Steve, I think you and I have similar TV watching patterns, right? And we'll watch wheel Jeopardy in a, in a wheel, right? And, 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 and if some... and if I'm if a cat is on my lap, Nick, right, I'm going into the uh, right. Okay, yeah. so I, I I completely understand where you're coming from. However, yeah. well, sometimes I get to like eight oh one, eight oh two, and I'm like. I, I, can't I can't take. I can't. But other times, I'm like, you know what? Maybe we'll talk about it on the show. Maybe yeah. we'll have some fun with it. And so I'll roll with it. But last night when it flipped over, I got angry and I had to turn it off. No, that was exactly, you nailed my modus operandi for sticking with it. Because I, 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 let me see what this is about. Because in the coming attractions, they have him saying something like, I'm hollow inside. I feel <laughs> hollow. <laughs> and, and once you know the mechanics of how they do this, they do a lot of their yeah. shooting at two o'clock in the morning right and they actually employ basically gitmo tactics they they shy of waterboarding mm-hmm. them they don't let them eat they let them you know all, all, the alcohol is all over the place and then they have these emotional moments but i'm like i cannot <laughs> it, it is yeah. such a dem- if this footage ever gets to a warring alien yeah. planet <laughs> i know <laughs> we, we are so done i wonder what their contracts are like that the, the contracts that they sign because at a certain point can't you just go, you know what, man, I'm going to bed. You, yeah, I don't this, think you can. This crap no, 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 I'm going no. to bed. Yeah. You guys can have also, it. But you're struggling for the, for the spotlight. Right. Like, you, Steve, you were talking earlier about, like, what's it like when you start drinking and start talking right. the entire Bachelor show. Well, that's <laughs> it. I mean, and he was just, he was just not picked by the Bachelorette. So that's how you do it. Since they began this very incestuous thing, they, they used to not have this. Right. Daisy chain. Yeah. yeah, but now it's 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 a casting. Uh, right. When, when they're on these right. shows, they can say, they're okay, audition. this person's got what we're looking for. Which serves as impetus for yes. them to do this stuff. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> but he's hollow inside, Steve. I'm hollow. Wouldn't there be like an echo if you were, you know, actually Hello. inside? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> he, gives, he goes to give the rose. I think it's his first rose that he's going to give to one of the uh, girls, the bachelorettes. Uh, and... Uh, she refused. Only thing. So she, <laughs> yeah, she rejected him. <laughs> she rejected him. Yeah, which I hadn't seen before. Yeah. Maybe it, I'm sure it's happened in uh, other episodes. By the way, you heard that clip there. Yeah, yeah what was, what was it? It's labeled as cave dripping water. It, it, it was, but it just didn't um, load properly. So oh, it was still. okay. So, so this is this is the, oh, the, for this the hollow inside. inside. Oh, yeah. inside. Oh. Is it stalagmite or stalactite? <laughs> The stalactites on the ceilings. Oh. Tight. Yeah, tight. It. it holds on tight, yeah. Is that back, Guano? <laughs> oh, try it. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, so he had uh, posted a tribute for her 31st birthday. Along with a photo of the two kissing, Hersey wrote, I could have never dreamt up what this year had in store for me. I am both in awe of and extremely grateful for the circumstances that brought us together. Holy Christ. I'll tell you one thing contractually. I would I would assume that, and we've noticed this, for at least a year, 
they have to give the perception that um, they're in a relationship, right? I think however, so, right. Yeah. However they do it, so, so that yeah. it, 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 it's already a laughing stock that you're going to get any sort of substantive relationship out of this. <laughs> yeah. But they at least have to put on the airs of having something that's going... Uh, that's progressive, and right? you put that perfect a laughing stock, <laughs> yeah. And, and like you said, to feed into the next season, you right. know, whatever's exactly. coming next, you know, they go right into that, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, so anyhow, he continued the uh, concluded the post with saying, "And thank goodness you dumped me on national television, or else we would have never gotten to where we are now." <sighs> huh? I don't know, man. That sounds like he's still kind of reaching out there, yeah, yeah. Try and get a little, you know, little post action, trim, a little rebound, yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, let's see. All right, how about this? Janet Jackson is finally addressing how she feels uh, that the child molestation charges against her late brother, Michael Jackson, affected her own career. Yo, interesting. And uh, it's in a new trailer for Janet. Even I want to hear this. Even... <laughs> and you're dead. I know. In a... <laughs> in a new trailer for Janet, a two-night, four-hour documentary. Got a ghost nose now. Uh, debuting later this month. Uh, the singer is asked if she thinks allegations against her brother affected her own career. This music is how Billie Jean originally started. I was thinking Thriller, because it's, you know, kind of a scary song, so... Ooh, oh, there's Billie Jean. Uh, but Jackson is blunt. She said, yeah, guilty by association. Uh, she also has harsh words for the way that she was treated after her 2004 Super Bowl performance with Justin Timberlake, during which her breast was exposed during a, quote, wardrobe malfunction. She said they build you up, and then once you get there, they're so quick to tear you down. Well, didn't they, uh, didn't Justin Timberlake recently, <laughs> this is, I don't know why I know this, come forward and say that um, he was more the orchestrator of that moment? Yeah, there's a new documentary out, and it talks about how Justin's the one who ripped it off. He did the action, but she got blamed for all of it. All right. Mm. Uh, so I want to see that documentary. Yeah, it's coming out on the twenty eighth. Oh, on, that one, yeah, yeah, the new one uh, <laughs> yeah. on Lifetime and A and E. Uh, one scene in the new trailer suggested Timberlake invited uh, Janet to perform with him again at the two thousand eighteen Super Bowl halftime show. Uh, since she did not join him, it appears that the documentary will explain why. Listen, if you if you put on that that Rhythm Nation album, you want to talk about state of the art production for that time. Oh, and, yeah. and her her albums of that time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's some amazing stuff. Jimmy Jam, right? Yeah. Uh, yes, she uh, name checks him in a couple of songs. All right, and then finally, we're going to end with uh, a hair change Whoa. story, if you will. Whoa. Sort of. This is kind of a hair change story because. We had mentioned a hair change by her recently, but Billie Eilish revealed that she secretly had red hair what? during her transition from blonde to brunette. <laughs> I'm on, trying to be excited. On yeah. Monday, the 20-year-old singer shared a picture from November 22nd that showed her ginger hair alongside the caption, uh, took the blonde out and went red for a week. I, uh, she's super talented. She actually, um, she was on SNL, did a hosting job, and she was, she was very good. Yeah. I thought, yep. uh, and she actually learned her lines, which I appreciate. Right, she wasn't you know just a cue card reader. And it's never easy when you're the host and the musical guest. Nope. And she nope. did both really well. Uh, she made the big reveal after allowing fans to pick dates for her to share memories from. So yeah, she had red hair for a moment. All right, we're ready for clips now. What the hell's going on over there? Uh, First, we don't have enough birthdays. From away? I got him. Got him. All right. We'll start with this one. 
A lost daughter follows a woman in a or down a dark path when her when her obsession. <laughs> says it there twice. Where the young mother forces her to confront the secrets of her past. In this clip, director Maggie Gyllenhaal talks about filming a nondescript scene in a, in a very distinct location. Okay. I'm reading this verbatim. Here we go. We don't have a lot of money and we don't have a lot of time. And it's a pandemic. And uh, we're shooting everything on this island in Greece. This beach vacation that Leda's remembering is not supposed to be in Greece. So we had to figure out how, where. I mean, Greece looks like Greece. The light looks like Greece. The, you know, the rocks look like Greece. So we really had to figure out a way to shoot this and contain this so that, you know, you could have been anywhere. Oh, shut up. (laughs) She never once mentions the pink ladies. No, but she did mention Greece (laughs) and it's hydromatic. The Lost Daughter is streaming now on Netflix. By the way, systematic. It's in Greece, baby. (laughs) Next clip. In the star-studded action flick, The 355, a wild-card CIA agent joins forces with three international agents on a lethal mission to retrieve a top-secret weapon. Here, Jessica Chastain shares the mysterious meaning behind the title. 355 was the identity code name for the first female spy during the American Revolution. And she was a real person, but her real name remains a mystery and women who are currently working in the field have said that it is a badge of honor to be referred to as 355 i don't give a f- the 355 <laughs> is going to hit theaters on friday i thought it was an area code no it sounds like yeah, that, give right? me the yeah. 355 yeah. and the 215 <laughs> man all right and there you go that is what i have in the entertainment report for you this morning Tattoos Deep. We have a chance to win a President Steve theme tattoo. So text word tattoo to 39333. Also, we're going to have as a guest, <laughs> Daryl DMC McDaniels from Run DMC. What? The 355 is an area code in Albania, Steve. It's in Albania. <laughs> I just looked it up for you. Wow. 355 yeah. Albania. Uh, Daryl McDaniels <laughs> will be joining us <laughs> a little bit later on. We have a beautiful sunrise yeah. as we begin this Tuesday morning. Take that in as you head out today. We'll be right back. Stay with us. HD. It ain't just for your TV anymore. Use your HD radio to hear the best sounding MMR there is. Plus, enjoy MMR HD 2, the MM Archives channel. Everything that rocks never sounded so good. All right, thank you, Marissa. So, today, Tuesday, January 4th, the company BlackBerry yeah. uh, is going to stop running support for its classic devices running BlackBerry 10 7.1 operating system and earlier. That means that all of its older devices that are not running on Android software are done. Like they will cease to be able to be used. You won't be able to to uh, use data, send text messages, access the Internet, make calls, or even a 911 call. So this, this is... This is a milestone, you know, for for this piece of technology, and it takes a long time before they really ring the curtain down mm-hmm. on something. A lot of times they'll because they know they have active users, but clearly they've determined that it's not really going to matter, right? If they if they do this, but that you know, the BlackBerry used to be the must-have item. Yes, in fact, for a while they called it the CrackBerry. Yes, yeah, if you remember, because exactly. people couldn't put it down, right? And it was. And uh, things have changed now. People don't rely on their tech so much. Yeah. Well, uh, so what? What I was curious about, and I'll go through some of the history of the uh, of the BlackBerry. 
uh, in a moment. But I'm curious as to people listening right now, who is using one of the most outdated pieces of tech? Still, you just will not let it go for whatever reason. You just can't do it. And, yep. I, and I would like to know. 215-263-WMMR is the number. I don't hang on to tech for that long, but I do have an AOL email address, and I use it every day. And I'm wondering uh, if that's ridiculous. Because I, I, it's the first email address that I ever had. The company still exists. I, I use it for, like, financial stuff, for non-work-related items. Uh, and every now and then I'll bring up the fact that I have an AOL address, and uh, people kind of laugh at that. So does it does it come... So I remember the big thing with AOL was that it was the first to present a um, sort of a suite and a... And a, and a uh, of, of apps. If so you go to, to AOL.com, it's it's like a Yahoo. It's still, right. it still it, it cultivates news and and uh, and you can get an email address that goes along with it. I don't need it to get on the internet. You know, like you used to have to have right. the, the dial up with AOL, and then right. that was your process <laughs> by <laughs> <which> you, yes. <laughs> <laughs> But I never got rid of the email address, and I'm afraid at some point the company is going to do what BlackBerry has done and, and decide, you know what, this is antiquated. We don't need it anymore. I'd say it's not outrageous as long as you're not still paying for it. Oh, no, no. It's free. I, I, come okay. on. You know, Marie. Do well, they still well, yes, yeah. But AOL was definitely one of those yeah. apps that people were still using for a long time and still charging for people yeah, while it could have yeah. been free. Uh, do they still have the, you've got mail guy? I think that... Option exists. Like if you want to click on when you, when your mail comes in, it'll huh. do that. But uh, I don't have that option. You can on. get like classic sounds. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there are sound generators and I, things like that that are pretty cool. I did a parody <laughs> bit years ago when they were still trying to get people to sign on to mm-hmm. AOL. At that point, it was considered old, you know, old tech. Right. But um, the uh, I remember the whole thing. It was framed for people who didn't quite know how to navigate the internet. And, you know, AOL would help you do that. So, yeah. but it, I assume with people having active email accounts, it doesn't really, it's not too hard to keep it up and running. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Gary Lauer calls us on a rotary phone, by the way. <laughs> no, um, that's Dave McKay. Yeah, okay. Dave McKay. Wow. He still can get through. <laughs> right? Is he always boast about one of the all time super fan listeners and yeah. he still uses a rotary, rotary phone? phone. <laughs> Although mm-hmm. Dave will text too. So maybe he, oh. has, you know, oh. so we'll hear from him that way as well. He okay. probably calls someone who has texting capabilities. <laughs> so when my mom moved in with us, it was a few years ago. You know, it was an opportunity for her to really purge everything in her home, right? Yeah. She, she had three floors of things to get rid of. And so as we're moving her into my house, uh, the thing that actually made it through everything, you know, all the stuff that got thrown away and she brought a typewriter with her. And I was like, oh. why do you have this? And I, it has no sentimental value, right? It's an electric typewriter. Uh, she's like, it's just in case I want to write an angry letter. <laughs> an angry letter. That's great. Uh-huh. That's something. Yeah. All sure. right. I love it. Uh, we'll, we'll take some calls, but uh, yes, outdated tech, something that you are just hanging on to for whatever reason, 215-263-WMOR. Uh, while most mobile users have moved on from BlackBerry, the la- last version of its operating system launched in 2013, and the move to discontinue support for its phones represents the end of what was once considered, uh, you know, cutting-edge technology. So, yeah. Uh, the company originally announced the news in September 2020 as part of its efforts to focus on providing security software and services to enterprises and governments around the world under the name BlackBerry Limited. Uh, BlackBerry's mostly been out of the phone business since 2016, but over the years, it continued to license its brand to phone manufacturers, including TCL, and more recently, Onward Mobility and Austin, Texas-based security startup, uh, for a 5G BlackBerry device running on Android software. So uh, at that time, too, you had um, Palm Pilots. Remember how uh, popular Palm Pilots were? You and I had a competitor, yeah. 
handspring. Yes. Which was the same sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, and uh, those, again, you know, that was uh, um, write to text. It would it would convert your handwriting to text for your calendars. It's a very basic unit. Mm-hmm. But it's like, man, what an incredible piece of technology. Totally. Yeah. Oh, my God. At that time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, BlackBerry's old-school cell phones with physical keyboards from the late 1990s and early 2000s were once so popular, people nicknamed them, like I said earlier, Crackberries. Uh, and that whole thing of having the tactile physical keyboard, well, yeah, that was hard for a lot of people to give up. It was the full QWERTY keyboard, yes, too. You, know, you remember texting, yeah. you had the numbers, right. which uh, there were three letters per number, uh, <laughs> most of them anyway, and you had to scroll through the letters. You'd hit the number and wait, and it would advance through the three letters available yeah. on the number. <laughs> yeah. And you'd take it forever to write something out. But text yep. messages are short then. My friend was obsessed with BlackBerry that he went back to it in like 2016 when they had a resurgence. But then he couldn't send like text messages because it didn't go with the yeah. iOS. I held on to the iPod for a long time. And oh. the main reason I did, I had I eventually got down to the one that is was essentially the size of a stamp. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That yeah. tiny little I forgot what it was oh, really yeah. cool. Shuffle. The nano. Like, oh, nano. Shuffle. That yeah. was it. Nano. No. Nano. 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 That was it. The shuffle was a little bit longer. It was no, like a stick of gum. Shuffle ended up uh, going into a uh, USB what? port. Uh, I remember the yeah, shuffle. I, I thought the shuffle was like kind of rectangular shape. It was, and then eventually got down like a square. Mm-hmm. That was that was the nano, I think, for and exercising so had, and stuff. That so, was no, perfect. So I had it at on um, a, a Sonos base yeah. system that I would play my music off of uh, throughout the house. I could do it, and it was just small. It was easy to put to, to put right. away. And I held on to that for a long, long time, and I still have it. I mean, it's just—it's not—it's obsolete. I can't use it anymore. The, there, there are no, uh, there's no way there's to no hook words it up <laughs> into there are no yeah. words on this. Yeah, Preston, I have the original. I have my original iPod. I do too. I think we got those iPods when we were at Y100. Those are first gen. Those are first gen, and those yeah. are promotional. That's when. That's mm-hmm. the. That's as historic for the fact of that it's an old piece of tech. It's also probably the last time Apple ever gave anything away for free. <laughs> right. yeah, do, probably. You, do you think yeah. that's worth something today? Maybe, because it was groundbreaking technology at yeah. the time. It was the first of its kind. Case, yeah. it got an it, MP3 player. Even though I was working at a radio station in Preston, you, we, we love music. That got me back to listening to right. music because it was so it was so easy. It was easy. Yeah. And, and, uh, but, you know, with the, with the wheel, the whole thing... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that versus you know having to pull put a CD in, having stacks of CDs yeah. in yeah. your car. Yeah, it it made a big difference. It's like in, in Guardians of the Galaxy when he gives him the Zune, which was Windows. Oh, yeah, yeah. It could, yeah. <laughs> and it had a whole bunch of songs on it. I have uh, a Dell. I think it's a jukebox. Dell jukebox uh, that I was given to. Uh, it was given to me for my birthday, probably in two thousand. Yeah, you use it yeah. ever? Yeah. What's that? Do you use it? Dude, you know what? I just saw it like three or four days ago for the first time in like ever because it's uh, it's in like my nightstand in the back, and I was looking for something else. I'm like, oh, I forgot I had that thing. I got a record player for Christmas, uh-huh. but I asked for one. I have some vinyl, and I, I hadn't had a record player in several years. And I, it's got Bluetooth technology. You can sync it up to your iPod or your phone or whatever, and uh, and I love it. I, and I played a lot of vinyl over the winter break, but um, there's. I don't think holding on to a record player is like holding on to old technology. No, because right. it's, it's now it's back into. In fact, there were more. I think records exceeded right. sales of CDs for the past mm-hmm. couple of years. Chuck texted in, uh, texted yeah. to us, and said that he has an eight-track uh, player that he still listens to yep. to music <laughs> on. Uh, and that's definitely you know that's even more. That's antiquated. a kitschy thing, yeah. Uh, but let me let me go to some calls. Two one five two six three WMMR. I'll go to Chuck. Hey, Chuck. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Preston and Steve. Hey, what's up, buddy? All right. 
I am currently using my flip phone to call you guys. Oh, you use a flip phone. phone. All right. Uh, what what I, brand? What make is it? It's just a Verizon. Uh, okay. A Razor? A Verizon. Oh, my God. I had a Razor. Yeah. I remember those. Razor was state of the yeah, art. Yeah. Like, so, you I, was thin. We said it was Motorola, I right? For the first time on this thing two days ago. All right. And so the first what, time I ever text. Why hanging on to it, Chuck? Uh... I don't know. It works. I really don't plug it in. I just take it, put it in my pocket, okay. and I don't have to worry about charging it every day. Yeah, I, I bet the battery lasts once. forever, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. It, yeah. it lasts forever. I charge it maybe once a week. and That's, that's amazing. And, yeah, there's nothing drawing on it. Yeah. There's, there's, yeah, you're you're not running apps. It's, yeah. it's simply a phone. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. yeah. And any any Do you see yourself in the, in the near future uh, switching over to something else, or are you just going to hang on to it? I'm going to try and hang on to it as long as I can, but nowadays it seems like, you know, you, you're going to have to go and get something for work or whatever, yeah. uh, you know, something better. Well, well, it's funny because you remember Thanks, Nextel was all the rage. You remember mm. the... the uh-huh. um, where it does, I think, where, where sometimes you get locked into a piece of, of equipment or tech that you stick with, and it occurred to me when talking to Dr. Mike... For the longest time, he I mean, that is his conduit to his patients with everything said just the way he wants it. And, you know, for him to advance to right. a, a newer version of the phone is a big deal because you don't want to run the risk of losing something. You sure, know, sure. It, it, it means people's lively uh, lives, basically. I think my dad still uses a flip phone just because of he doesn't want to go through the complexities of learning smartphone technology. Right, right. Yeah. I eventually talked my sister into it. I'm like, you have to get this. Was it a tough sell? Uh, it was. Yeah. And then eventually I showed her and, and she still, you know, she only knows how to operate it in, in the most basic form. <laughs> right. But. Now we can text yeah. and we can um, FaceTime and do things like that, which has made communication much, much better. Did you ever have a, uh, a beeper, a pager? Yes. I never had a pager. No, yeah, I did. Never. Yeah. I did. In fact, when I was doing freelance stuff, when I was doing uh, like imaging for radio stations and stuff and yeah. producing comedy bits, uh, you know, uh, that was my... That was my livelihood. No, I needed it when I was selling weed. Um, yeah. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> I had a, I just, I got one, Santa brought it to me, and uh, and this was prior to having the um, the cell phone, but uh, I don't even know why I had it, like, to tell you the truth. Like, I, it was, I would get, like, a, you know, a beat from my girlfriend, and I would call her, and I guess that's, that was the way to have people, you know, because, like, now... You know, people can find you wherever you are. Yeah. Wherever if you I'm are. Not, but if I'm not at home and my buddy wants to, me to call him, you know, he, just, he would send me a beep saying, you know, and then I could, you know, then yeah. give him a call. I still remember my pager number. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I wonder if it connects to anything. Uh, it's a good question. Try calling it. Can we call it, Hazy? Mm. Yeah, sure. Um, by the way. It's um, five number, which is pretty hard to Somebody get. texted and said, I still play my original Game Boy. Oh. Um, which I bet there are a lot of old game systems. God, I love that. We still have the Wii, and uh, and we still break it out every now and then. Yeah. We want to go back and play, you know, Zelda Twilight Princess every now and then. My son will start up a new game on that. All the retro games mm-hmm. are in again. And in the, the original Atari mm-hmm. system, there's, there's a version that they did that mm-hmm. uh, seems to be pretty accurate to the original that's selling big time. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we held on to our original Xbox. 
the Xbox One. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't the, know where it is. Those but, controllers. I mean, you feel well, they're massive. <laughs> they're gigantic. They feel like now, I, yeah. I find it frustrating when buying or shopping for a new car uh, that they consider the CD antiquated technology because I, I have such a massive CD collection and I want to listen to CDs in the car from time to time. And so when I bought my Subaru last year, they're like, do you want a CD player in it? And I was like, yeah. But they give you the option. Uh, yes. Okay. They give me the option. But I, I, I feel like I'm an old guy. <laughs> Wanting a CD player in my car. I think that they're, they're being phased out, and I'm in the minority at this point. You know what? So for, <laughs> yeah, the the uh, my car is a 2017, and it has a CD player in it. Uh, it had a CD player that I think, though, is more intended for updating nav okay. um, stuff. I bet if you got a 2022 or 2023, it, it wouldn't be you, there. Or you'd have to ask yeah, for it. Yeah. All right. I want to see who's got an old piece of tech they are still using. So I'm going to go to Alyssa. Hi, Alyssa. Good morning. Hey, bitches. Hey, what? What's up, Alyssa? <laughs> hey. Uh, yeah, so I still have a Dune MP3 player, <laughs> and it still works, and I freaking love it. <laughs> no sure. kidding. Okay, so you use it for headphones, or do you hook it up in your car? Uh, what do you do? I I mean, you can. I have an auxiliary, so I can hook it up to the car. I use it. I feel like listening to music, and that's it. I don't need anything else. Alyssa, that hooking that that auxiliary jack when you got a the ability to do that that uh, that yeah. eighth inch stereo jack from your Zune or your iPod into oh. the it was like oh my god and, right right and Alyssa so can you add music to that still um <laughs> it's been a while since I tried I used to have a program on a laptop that's very old I have it and I don't use it for anything else except for that okay. Uh, right. It's been a while, but it has a program, so it might it might work. All right, I nice. gave. I, did Alyssa. I give you a Zoom? But Marissa, I am I am very years resistant. ago. I'm resistant to new technology yeah. in my like outside of work life because I'm so in tune to a computer and editing yeah. systems that when I leave here, I just want to right right unplug. Steve, you talked about having that that auxiliary jack. There was uh, for a time when when CD players were just starting to uh, to. Uh, be go beyond just a, uh, a unit that sat on top of your stereo right. to, to a portable unit. The disc man. You could buy a um, it, literally it was a cassette. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Right? It was yeah. a cassette that had a wire on it. Yeah. Yes. And you would put it into your cassette player. Yeah. And I then you I would plug it into your little CD player. Yeah. Which you had to like attach somewhere into the uh, into the dash so that it, like uh, the CD player itself yeah. would work. Yeah. Like in Wayne's World. <laughs> yes. He had that uh, on, on his dashboard. It's like it's actually, convenient. <clears throat> you could use that anywhere. Uh, like on any cassette player. Exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. You had a boombox. Sure. Yep. 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 As, as, as long as you could shut the door. It was like. And the wire could hang out of it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It was like it was like a, like a, like a blank, like a uh, like a. You there was, was there was no there was nothing in. There's nothing on. Here. There's nothing on here. <laughs> and uh, Chuck is coming in because he held up his fingers. I think he had uh, one of those as well. One of those uh, cassette uh, converters. I still have them. Do yeah. you really? Yeah. The more you're talking about this stuff, the more I realize what a problem I have. Like yeah, I, collecting I, I, that stuff. Yeah. I mean, I don't regularly use the stuff, but I had it all and I kept it all. Like. I still have two original Ataris. Yeah, <laughs> I right. sold mine. I, I literally met a, games. A, met a guy in yeah. a parking lot and sold him my Atari for I don't even know. Maybe a couple. I'll tell bucks. you who's a, who's a guy. Our former intern Ben mm-hmm. uh, oh, yeah. it, it collects all of this stuff. Like and and this there is a whole. I bet you Nick Murphy is is tied into people uh, as well 
who are collect. In fact, I gave Nick Murphy my old laser disc player from from years ago. <laughs> um, but they just love that old tech and still use it. Yeah, my dad kept every box, every piece of technology. When we cleaned out their house last year, I inherited an entire. Apple 2GS. Wow. In the original packaging, it still works. That's amazing. And I have no idea what to do with it. It's literally just sitting hold in a storage it. unit. And just make sure it stays mm. intact. I don't want to hold on to it. Does anybody <laughs> want an Apple 2GS? Hang on. I'm going to go to Lauren. Hey, Lauren, good morning. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, Lauren? <laughs> um, so my dad has at least a thousand CDs. Okay. And he just got a brand new car and it doesn't have a CD player. He plugs a portable CD player into his brand new car. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> How is it? I didn't even know those. They have a capability for you to do that. So, so let me yeah. ask you, Lauren. Does does he have an eighth inch stereo jack into the car stereo in his new car? Yeah, something like that. Okay. Uh, yeah, they also sell units where you can plug out of <laughs> the ways that they allow you to jerry rig this stuff that will transmit. Yeah, like a Bluetooth yeah. signal. Like, so you like have that. your portable right. CD player right. going and broadcasting, broadcasting. To, a, to a Bluetooth unit <laughs> that then goes <laughs> in. My CD player is, Thanks, in, is essentially in the, the center console. It's, right, not, yeah. in a, it's not underneath the stereo, which right. is where you're used to putting the CDs in. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, the whole trick used to be, by the way, when you're driving along with your mm-hmm. disc man, is, I mean, obviously, it's going to be prone to, to shaking and, yeah. and, and, and mm-hmm. skipping. It was one shy, one step shy from putting in an actual turntable while you're right, right. <laughs> but it was it was a world. I mean, you could oh move God. it around some, like yeah. a record player. You even breathe on it wrong, and it would skip. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, we're, if, you're, if you're just tuning in, we were talking about the the BlackBerry systems are going to be become obsolete officially today, today, and we're looking for old tech that you're still using. So I want to go to Amy because I'm not familiar with this. Amy, good morning. Zappa Zappa cool, man. Yeah, <laughs> spoken like a true Robert. What's up, Amy? So, I have a shower radio, Tap Tunes. I remember when I got it, I thought it was the coolest thing ever. It had to be, I'm going to say, maybe 30 years ago, maybe longer. It, there were all kinds of versions. This one is a Sony, and you could tune in the radio. You could even tune in television stations, I guess, if you wanted to listen to, like, the news or something in the morning. Well, we don't – it's so old that we don't change the channel. It stays right there on your station so that I can listen to Preston and Steve in the morning. (laughs) We're we're down with that, but you're right. Tap tunes. So, like like a water tap. It's supposed to be done – it's supposed to be listened to in the shower. Yeah, it hangs on the shower bar. Like, we don't put it directly (laughs) under the water, but it's supposed to be waterproof. So, the clock doesn't work anymore, but the radio still works, so we can listen to it. Preston and Steve. God bless you. Well, Amy, you just reminded me. Do you you guys remember? Thank you, Amy. For years, Mm -hmm. um, 6ABC would broadcast Mm -hmm. their signal on the radio. On the radio. On on a uh, radio signal, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. yeah. Uh, you could look, listen to Jeopardy that way. <laughs> and I did. <laughs> I did. I did. Yeah, I would listen to Jim Gardner and Jeopardy. Uh, let's go to Spencer. Hi, Spencer. Good morning. Gadzooks. Gadzooks, dude. What's up? So I, my antiquated piece of technology that I still have is my iPod Classic. Okay. Which is which is the original, that first generation iPod, or uh, a reissue? I think it was a reissue. Okay. Um, but I still love it. it. The only problem with it is now that the battery doesn't hold a charge. Otherwise, I'd be using it every single day. I just right. use it sparingly now. No, it looks cool. It had this 
you you remember it, so it had the wheel, but it also had these demarcations along the wheel where you could click on it and mm-hmm. yeah. and 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 na- navigate and jump around. But I think what was the storage on that? Like five point five. Was I, it a I couldn't tell you. There's it gigs? So, what I mean, so they used to say a thousand songs. Thousand songs. Okay. You know, so less than. Or no, it was a hundred songs. Oh. I, oh my, so I, I, when Steve Jobs made that announcement, he was like a hundred songs in your pocket. Or prior like to that, that <laughs> there were units like the Rio. Do you remember that? Yeah. Which were right. You remember MP3 players that were that held much fewer songs, but were pretty cool. Spencer, why? What is it about that that you like hanging on to? Um. Just. Just the fact that I can listen to mine. Mine's 120 gigabytes, so I have about 5,000 songs on mine. Mm-hmm. I just like like that ability to have to hold on to if I need to. Like I have a phone still, but it's been I don't have enough storage on my phone versus my iPod Classic, and it's just something that I like to hold on to for sentimental reasons. No, you you do you get nostalgic okay. and sentimental, yeah. and you remember yeah. the, the piece of equipment that uh, you know that that you enjoyed. Yeah. All right, thanks, Spencer. I appreciate it. Yeah, that original iPod was, was about a little bit thinner, but about the size of a pack of cigarettes. Yep, mm-hmm. and fit in your pocket fine. Now it'd be considered clunky and, yeah. and, and yeah. you know a little bit bulky. Yeah, um, um, but it was great. Nobody uses an answering machine anymore. <laughs> no, I still have mine from high school. I plugged it in, and the answering messages are still on there. Right. I mean, the like, fact yeah, that, I had mine somewhere. Like some, my crush called, and I was like, oh my god. Wow. And you, and you held on to that. It's still mm-hmm. there, yeah. Hey, but, Marissa, are you there? <laughs> because oh, my he, God, he called. He doesn't even have like it. Like a lesbian's with daisy chains. Oh, I'll call you later. <laughs> the, when the, With the illegal. It was revolutionary when the answering machine went on to, it was all contained within your phone. Yeah. And then you could just dial that mm-hmm. and get your. Well, you know, you, there was the old, what they used to call them, dictaphones and stuff like that. We could record and yeah. so on and so forth. And then there was the, the you had the small mic. Micro cassette God, that would be in it, mm-hmm. yeah. and then there were ones pressed and going way back. That was a real, real to real tape recorder in yep. the phone. Yeah, Chuck. Yeah. The first time I ever used an iPod was with you. We were driving up to Jack Frost. It was mm-hmm. you, me, and Ken Zepetto, and it, this was the, like the 2001. And MMR was giving them away as well. Do you remember how Pierre did the live read for the uh, for the iPods? No, I don't remember. He called them Ibids. 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 And so wow. we were in the, the uh, not, it was the pre Tahoe, mm. the Explorer, okay. driving up to Jack Frost, and we were listening to Pierre, and you and Ken were both yelling at the radio, it's iPods, yeah, we, Pierre! We gave away a lot of old tech way back in the day, but yeah. um, up until about a year ago, I would still ride my bike and run with an old yellow Sony um, Walkman. Yeah. yeah. Sony Sport Walkman. Yeah. 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 You could put it on your arm, right? Yeah, well, yeah but this yeah, one was, was just a radio, yeah. um, but it's a Sony Sport style. And, you know, after every exercise, you have to post a picture, right? Everybody does that. And people would, without fail, make fun of my headphones because <laughs> because they were the, the yellow ones that would still yes. go over your head yeah. and, go, and go, you know, into your ears. Well, and they had the foam, the foam rubber uh, yeah. had absolutely no bottom end. Right. Them whatsoever it was a hundred percent trouble. Right. I'm uh, also the guy with the bin of wires. Like any wire that came with oh, any yeah. old tech, I keep. If you need the wire, there's a good chance I mean, it's in my basement. You're a, you're a punchline on social media, like, and because I'm the same way. It's like I have no idea what I'll ever use this thing for. Right. I should throw it away, but I'm just going to throw it in this box. Mm-hmm. And I yeah, have, you have the same it, exact thing. A box full of wires and yeah. and, uh, and power cords and stuff. I used to have that eventually. All over the place. I eventually went through and cleaned it out. I'm with you. If I haven't, my mindset is if I haven't used it within six months, I don't oh. need it. 
And then if I need to, re- oh my God, I have to go buy it again. It's on Amazon for a dollar and seven. <laughs> right, right. I was uh, <laughs> I was joking around with my with my daughter the other day. I really want the base uh, the basement TV to die. Yeah, because yeah. it's it's older than she is. She's uh, she's going to be seventeen. It was probably like three grand. Yeah, you know what yes. I mean. And I really want this thing to die, but it won't die. It's it has the big box in the back. Sure, and you know because I really oh, want to replace it. It weighs about nine thousand pounds. I'm yeah. sure. I love this text. It says my parents have the original wireless phones. The one look like like World War II handheld radios. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you remember they used to sell early on replicas of those. They were designed for yeah. lunatics like us that looked like combat. Yeah. Radios. I remember walkie-talkies yeah. like yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I had them when I was a mm-hmm. kid. Uh, That's but, hilarious. Uh, but yes, the the cell phones. Yeah, you used to have, you have to pull that <laughs> antenna out, that collapsible, that telescoping antenna, and uh, and make your call that way. Otherwise, you wouldn't get your. And signal. then you take the end of the antenna and run it around the edge of your nose. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how far I would have to go in to hit my brain. Or you would pretend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you could hold your fingers up here yeah, and yeah, shove right. it, and it would collapse, and it would look like it would go all the way up in your nose, two feet long. Uh, hang on, let me go to Joe F. Joe F., you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, Gadzooks. Gadzooks, dude. What's up? So, uh, a couple months ago, I actually was going through, like, uh, you know, old boxes with uh, cords and stuff. I found my mini-disc player. Mm-hmm. Sony mini-disc. mini-disc. I yeah. love... Steve was uh, a big proponent of mini-disc uh, players. I swear to God, Preston knows. All of the uh, <clears throat> the bits I was doing with Y100, it was a great piece of technology. I still have two... Sony mini disc decks and a portable unit, and they were great because uh, you could you could put in the the data. It would scroll across the screen, and for somebody who did a lot of recording and editing, they were great. So, does it still work, Joe? Yeah, it still works. I have about a hundred mini discs that wow. I've written myself, wow. and I've been going through them every once in a while and like throwing the headphones on. Plugging it in, and while I'm doing stuff you, at home chores and stuff, you can't get new stuff anymore, right? Like you can't buy new recordings or or that's a good add question. To it. Like can, can, I can, looked it up, you cannot. You okay. cannot. Yeah. I, maybe maybe like through like so. Casey's holding. A I'm mini literally disc holding right four mini discs. I have no idea what's on them. Casey, I, I probably have about sixty. The cool thing was if you were like to put on an album, you know, and you or a CD, and you were to set the mini disc to record, would it? When silence occurred, it would stop, go into pause mode, and when it started up again, so you could record with breaks yeah. oh, okay. automatically. Yeah. Mm. How old do you think those are, Casey? Thanks, Joe. Uh, 20-plus years old. I, yeah, these yeah, were for, because from Y100. I have uh, Parker's heartbeat no in, kidding. in the oh, womb oh, on a mini disc. Wow. He's 21 years old. Can, yeah. And where would you be able to listen to that? There, there, I, I, can, I, I can hook you up. Yeah, and there, there's, uh, <laughs> there are audio transfer uh, okay, yeah. companies that'll take any kind of audio that you have and video and transfer it over to digital for you the, if you want to. The portable version of that unit, Preston, was amazing. So I have it. Y- yeah. Yes. I have, many, you know what I, I have many video discs because uh, I used to have one of those camcorders that yes. would record to that too. And and I think the only way to actually play them now is on the camera itself. Yep. Really? You know, but I, maybe you can put them in some DVD player. I don't know. Press, you, you know, you're always uh, thinking about uh, what your next tattoo could be. You could do the... Uh, the heartbeat into a uh, audio oh, wavelength, right? And then right to a waveform. That's mm-hmm. pretty cool. There was that guy that uh, put Rick Astley on a QR code, and then yes. he tattooed the QR code on his legs. So yep. people scanned it, and they got Rick rolled. Love I that. think you yeah. could do if you want a, a a chimp swinging between your nipples. Yeah. Right, <laughs> would be. I don't know. It's become too. Has that popular. ever been done? <laughs> it's like the tramp stamp. It's yeah. come and gone, man. Oh. Wow. <laughs> 
All right, well, anyhow, if you happen to be one of those hanging on to an old BlackBerry system, uh, depends on which operating system it is, but it's uh, it ends today. Like you, that's all of a sudden. Sorry, we're done. And, yeah. and it, you know, this stuff gets outdated. Like I had mentioned, Sonos. There was a, a, a generation. Yeah, they were like, "Sorry, you have to buy all new stuff. We're not supporting this anymore." Yeah, and, and it's just done. They, they, and they call sucks because it it's expensive. Breaking it, and so you breaking basically it. turn it into a brick. Yeah, it's useless. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I have I have a drawer full of all my old cell phones and MP3 players. I don't know why. Just you know what? Yeah. They were. It was a, it was a, a chapter. In my life, and yeah. I'm hanging on to that stuff just for sentimental value. All right, well, listen, let's take a break. We'll come back in a second. Some bizarre file stories await you. Thank you, Chuck, for popping in this morning. Uh, we'll return shortly, so make sure you hang with us. All right. Did you know you could listen to all of WMMR's podcasts as well as our live stream on your Alexa enabled device? It's easy. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. This Valentine's Day, avoid that look of disappointment. You know the look. A week after Valentine's Day when she throws the flowers you just bought into the trash? Try this. Get her a real long stem rose dipped in 24 karat pure gold. The only rose that's guaranteed to last forever is just $59. Our famous 24 karat gold dip roses arrive in our signature gold gift box. Order now and get free shipping at IHateStevenSinger.com. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Final. All right, we will begin with a story out of England. This one cracked me up when I saw the pictures. Commuters have been left giggling after a sex toy was stuck to a railway sign for everyone to see. <laughs> yeah. Portsmouth and South Sea Station had been targeted by a large dildo that was mysteriously placed at the entrance of the depot. And guys, you remember the really big one with the yeah. suction cup that we had? When I saw this, I That's thought... That's what it was. Were we ripped off, Preston? Is yep. that what this is? In a photo posted to Reddit, the pleasure-inducing toy can be seen firmly stuck onto the coastal city's name on the train station <laughs> sign. Impressively, the large toy landed right on the letter O in South Sea, perfectly covering up the vowel. But one unfortunate rail worker had the hard job of getting the plastic phallus down. It says here in the story, the bloke can be seen armed with a lengthy yellow stick, reaching for the girthy menace as it is mocked though as is as it mocked those below. And of course, many people found the incident hilarious, and so took to comments to poke some fun at the station. Well, we we were given that, were we not? In, in yeah. one of those uh, yeah, the goodie we bags from Miskay. I don't think we went out and bought it. Yeah, I think it was <laughs> gifted to us. We had we had uh, an African-American one and a Caucasian one. Oh, we still have them. And, oh, we do still have oh, them. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're heavy, too. I wonder how expensive they are. I bet they're, I bet they're really expensive. expensive. Yeah. Definitely over $100, yeah. I would think. So. I'll do some digging. All right. <laughs> Uh, imagine heading out for a casual stroll on New Year's Day to try and shake off the last dregs of your hangover, and you see a new statue has been erected in your town in the distance. And then you get closer and find it truly has been erected because its main feature is a huge penis. We have a theme. There's a theme. Yeah. There you go, yeah. yeah. There was actually, uh, it was the case for residents close to Mochi in the western province of Trujillo in Peru at the start of 2022. The 10-foot-tall indigenous statue was installed to mark the new year, but local reports say that the event surprised people and drivers passing the area. Uh, the mayor, Cesar Arturo Fernandez, said that the statue was donated by a local plastics artist who wanted to contribute something 
cultural to the area. That sounds cultural. We're looking at the picture of it. Jesus. Oh, my God. The, the penis is massive. It's just, it's, wow. it's the so, size of a human being. Uh, and and the statue's aroused clearly, and uh, it's making it all the way up to his chin. Uh, he said, in our culture, it does not represent eroticism, but faith to God. Yeah, and that's what I would figure. In addition, sexuality must be seen as something normal and natural. Uh, huaco is the Peruvian term for earthen vessels and other pottery works by indigenous people of the Americas. I like they're, big balls. <laughs> they're often found in ancient burial sites and temples. Uh, video footage shows the massive interest around the statue as crowds of people posed with the phallic monument and stunned motorists slow down to take a proper look. Giant penis-like statues have also been causing a stir over on the other side of the world. During the first few days of 2022, a four-meter-long statue of a potato was toppled by vandals in Cyprus. Locals called it the Big Potato when it was unveiled last October, but it soon became a viral star looking like the veined shaft of something quite rude. So... Is it time to replace Lucy the Margate Elephant? Yes. (laughs) With a giant palace. Why not? Uh, Venetian authorities have uh, designs to replace the glass underfoot on a star architect's slippery bridge following years of pedestrian falls. Uh, the glass on the Point de la Constitution arching over the Grand Canal will instead be replaced uh, with stone. Uh, designed by Santiago Calatrava and opened in 2008, the bridge has become notorious as the site of numerous slips and falls, especially in the wet and wintry season. Like, people fall on this thing all really? the time. Uh, according to uh, a public works official in Venice, Francesca Zaccarito, uh, people hurt themselves and they sue the administration. The city will allocate roughly $565,000 to the reconstruction. Why did it take them so long to do this? A prior effort, because it was an art installation of oh, sorts. Come on. A prior, art smart. A prior effort to apply resin and non-slip stickers reportedly failed to curb the almost daily tumbles on the beautiful but dangerous bridge. President, it reminds me we were at uh, Blarney Castle and you slipped on God. that. And I had to imagine you were not the first to slip on that. It was. It was like damp stone, insanely yeah. painful. I was this close to passing out from the pain. I also thought that the sidewalks in Chicago near our hotel um, were pretty slippery because really? it, it, yeah, it rained a lot. Okay, and uh, there were certain uh, certain sidewalks. I'm like, this is a terrible design. I, it's just a little bit damp. I got I got through that okay. Yeah, so I, I don't know. All right, and then uh, finally, we'll do one more story. A woman recently posted on Reddit. That she and her boyfriend had been dating for three and a half months, and she had told him on their first date that she was vegan. She also explained that whenever he went to her place, she'd feed him completely vegan meals. Meals, And she said that they were once watching a TV show about cooking when her boyfriend commented that he, quote, hated when dishes pretended to be meat when it was plant-based, and it was deceptive and gross, and he would never eat that. And she was confused and told him that he'd eaten vegan a number of times, and he got really mad and accused her of tricking him into eating something he found disgusting and forcing my diet on him. Wow. She added that since the argument, the boyfriend hasn't been over. 
And since she's tried to reach out to him, he's expressed how betrayed he felt over this whole thing. <laughs> she added that he refused to come over unless she apologized for lying to him. Well, this is off to a good start, this relationship. Responders pointed out that his behavior was, quote, a red flag and yeah. that he was acting immature. So he's she, a lunatic. She wasn't trying to trick him. She no. just thought he knew that it was vegan and uh, right. he's an idiot. You whore. And there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file for you. Text the word tattoo to three nine three 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 if you are interested in winning a Preston Steve themed tattoo. It's from our friends at Floating World Tattoo and Piercing, uh, and you can check them out there at seventeen twenty nine South Street in Philadelphia. Or if you want some samples, go to floatingworldtattoos.com or Instagram and search at Floating World Tattoos. We'll be back in just a sec. Hang in there. Hey Philly. Come socialize with us. Follow 933WMMR on Twitter and Instagram. Or be our friend on Facebook. See photos, videos, and random behind-the-scenes stuff. Some stuff you don't want to see. Plus, it's completely safe for work. If you work here, that is. Uh, so, you know, year-end lists uh, pop up left and right. And uh, I, I kind of enjoy some of them. I do. And and uh, I, I kind of feel a little boned on the end of the year list. I think they've yeah, been a little light. Many. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I didn't find ones that, uh, that were all that interesting this year, or the, that many of them, to be honest. Uh, but Michigan's Lake Superior State University has an annual banished words list. By the way, their banished words list is the only one I check out. Oh. It's it's the best. It's the best. By Actually, far. They, they've done it since 1976. Oh, so maybe so they started it. They've been at it for yeah. a while, which is kind of kind of fun, I guess. But it's uh, compiled by submissions sent from uh, English speakers around the world of phrases or words to be banished for, quote, misuse, overuse, and uselessness as well. So there's a few of them on here. There's there's ten of them all together. And um, I'll, I'll roll through yes. these and you guys can tell me what you think about them. The first one, I don't really, well, I guess I do hear from time to time. It's, wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, that's used a I lot actually, in, in comedy memes. I'm looking at all of these. Yeah. I, these don't really bother me that bad. The ones that are on here, one or two maybe, but, but you know, th- for the most part, these are these are pretty uh, tame. I think. To me, wait, what is a more um, acceptable? Like uh, the one that just got annoying after a while was just saying. Yeah, just saying. I didn't like just it, saying. It, it, it was so overused. Just saying. Wait, what? Not so much. All right. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, is, uh, I didn't see your list, but there is one that I'm kind of I'm kind of over. Uh, yeah. Full stop. No, it's full not stop. on here. Yeah. Full stop. Yeah. I feel like I don't hear that much. I, I hear it a lot. In what uh, context? Because I, I don't hear it that much. When either. a plane is heading towards a, a mountain, it comes to a full stop. When you're when you're making a point, <laughs> when you're making a point, you go, okay, no. Uh, blah, 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 like, you know, and, and you know, I don't want to hear anything else That's about the way it. it's going to be, full stop. Full stop. Boom. Oh. Okay. Yeah, yeah I do. And then, and then you start your next sentence. Okay. But you started again. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't hear yeah. that one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this one I kind of like uh, is No Worries. Yeah, that doesn't. That was. I not say that a fair amount. I like it. I think it's kind of cute. Yeah. Uh, it, it, I think that falls right in the pocket of um, you know, uh, no problem. I'll say uh, uh, like holding a door open. I know we got into a uh, conversation. <laughs> about, yeah, <laughs> Bill hates it, uh, but uh, yeah, to me, no worries is kind of a benign that's, thing. That's kind of like my go-to when I'm saying like uh, you're welcome or. 
uh, you know, somebody apologizes or whatever. Right. My, to me, it's like I, it's like always sucking. right. <laughs> it is. I always yeah. thought that was a more pleasant version of uh, of any other standard response sure. like that. Yeah, no, no worries, worries. bud. It's yeah. uh, in, in fact, let's. It's kind of almost like uh, let's let's be happy about this. Yeah. Let's make no? out. Yeah, all, let's make out. <laughs> these are all affected by tone. If you're like, no worries, or like, hey, no worries. Right. I mean, that's part of it. How yeah. how you deliver it, definitely. Like, no worries. <laughs> Is this what people are saying or writing or both? Uh, um, but they just misuse, overuse, overuse uselessness are the yeah. three qualifications. Okay. Uh, another one on their list: Michigan Lake Superior State University. Uh, at the end of the day, you know, I um, found myself using that a lot, and, and so that would be. And I actually used it with one friend specifically, and she used it a lot. And then once we both realized that we were using it a lot, mm. we would then make fun of ourselves for saying it as much as we did. And and then anytime it crept up in a conversation, you'd notice it. One from a from a uh, which goes uh, along with that at the end of the day, which kind of has fallen out of favor uh, more a year or two ago was it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I would use that often. It, yes, and I use uh, it a lot too. Like when I break out my A track player. Yeah, <laughs> I I used it a lot too, and then um, I, I, I found myself using it a lot. And then I was like, mm, I need to find something else. Um, I don't know if I ever did find something else. Yeah, I used Goldman. to, years ago, I used to say, that's the way of it sometimes. That's okay. the way of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All but right. Gary Goldman has a uh, has a bit about at the end of the day. Yeah. And, okay. he's, and you know, it's like, well, okay, so how is that different than, you know, at the beginning of the day? Right. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> you know, like, he's to way get to the other side. Yeah, yeah, to get to the other side. All right. Uh, another one on their list of phrases that need to go away is, that being said. Oh, yeah. That was a whole Larry David. Uh, was it? Yeah, yeah. And so they would uh, set something up and then they say, that being said, it's quite all right that um, we say this phrase far too often. That's a, yeah, it's, that's a, it's an out. People right. use it as an out. And, and then you can then say something a bit derisive afterwards. You know what, though? <laughs> with this and with you're at the end of the day and, and so on and so forth, they don't, they don't grate on me. They, they, they're... Um, some immediately do, but these are kind of yeah. I mean, acceptable. We all, we all have crutches yeah. that we go to all the time. We all have crutches as a crutch. No, right. No. <laughs> uh, another one is asking for a friend. Uh, I don't mind I, that one. I think it's funny. Uh, what if your friend legitimately wants to know something? Yeah. If you're asking for a friend, you obviously can use that. Right. But, but for a joke, I I think it's funny. I mm-hmm. think it's if you're you know asking something like, uh, hey, uh, <laughs> How you much know, of those dildos? Yeah, I mean, I'm asking, I'm for, asking a for a friend. Which of those yeah. suction cup dildos? I'm asking for a friend. Wait, we got a funny one about sex yesterday. We did. Yes, uh, it says, "Is it a first date or a sequel if you previously met and slept together after a Preston and Steve 2018 singles mixer, or is it like a reboot? Reboot? Asking for a friend? Okay. So this person obviously is hooking up with somebody they hooked up with three years ago at a singles mixer. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I think it's a rubu. It's a rubu. No, I I do like that. I I I, I, I'm not even mad at that that so much. No, a rubu. No, no, the uh, asking for a friend. Asking for a friend. (laughs) A rubu. Um, another one on their list is circle back. I don't mind circle back. Circle back is fine. I think that one's been around for a long time in politics. It's it's it's. Jen Psaki says it a fair amount, but yeah. it's, it's I, I, to me, it's fine. You know, it's uh, this is fine if you offer a um, an alternative because give right, me it, something it, better. Give me something yeah. better. Give me some, you know, if I can't say circle back, then give me something better. Twenty three could do. Also, like uh, ending your sentence in a preposition, you're not supposed right. to, but sometimes the way the sentence is forming in my <laughs> in my mouth and and the way it comes out. 
it comes out with a preposition, and I hope people don't judge me oh, on that. I don't mm-hmm. care about yeah. that. No. About ending with a preposition, uh, so what? Yeah. Sometimes I don't even know what a preposition is. Nothing better am come to mind. Yeah. <laughs> the So with my like cousin, he he uh, we joke about that. So if I am talking to him and I am about to end a sentence in a preposition, I will... At a comma, and then call him an a hole, and then that way, I'm not ending the sentence. Yeah, in a there was a movie of Joe yeah. Pesci saying, yeah, "Yeah, which door do I leave from?" And, he, and the, the guy goes, "We never end our sentences with a preposition." He goes, "Which door do I leave from?" A hole. <laughs> then that's where he probably gets it from. Uh-huh. Circle back is kind of lame on an email. It's like I ignored it the first time. Uh, meaning somebody says, well, we'll circle back to that later on? Yeah, it's usually like, um, hey, circling back on the email I sent. Uh, oh, okay. What did you think of Just this? Just circling back. Yeah. I yeah gotcha. So in a business sense, it can get annoying. Yeah. 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 Uh, here's another one that is uh, considered to be overused, which is deep dive. We need to take a deep dive into that. This is all the stuff you'll you'll hear during like a a, a boardroom meeting, you know, where they would yeah. take a deep dive. We've got a lot to unpack here. Right. right? Yeah, stuff like stuff, stuff that the bill say, says. Stuff you say. <laughs> hum, hum, yonkle. Yeah, low hanging fruit. Let me hum yonkle back. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there is a new normal. Is another one on their list. Right. Of things that are overused a bit. Nanu, nanu. No, that's oh, Mork and Mindy. I'm sorry, Mork and Mindy. Um, you're on mute. Oh, okay. Well, that's is that talk to the hands? No, no, no. People zooming haven't taken themselves off of mute. They're talking, and, okay. you, and you're just, hey, you're on mute. Isn't that just a functional... Yeah. Yeah. That's actually... Yeah. A, that, that right. Is, you're on mute. That's right, the situation. Right. That's what's happening. People got tired of the fact that they had to alert somebody else that they're on mute. Okay. That, right. You're an idiot. How, how do you not know this at this point? You're on mute. You know, you, while you're Zooming, you should be aware of when and when you're not on mute. That's okay. why people got tired of it. All right. And then the last one is supply chain, yeah. uh, which was just simply a reference to, you know... Yeah, what's going on? What, it, so. Yeah, all right. So I can understand you. It's something that you've heard a lot. And it just it's very nature grates on you. I always tend to in these lists things that I'm tired of hearing people employ as catchphrases. Or oh my god, then then that annoys me. Yeah, I haven't I haven't heard. I'm, I'm trying to think of it. I can't think of any catchphrases as of late that have uh, that have gotten on my nerves. Um, you making copies? No, that's still that's oh. from the nineties. Yeah. It's uh, Saturday Isn't Night Isn't that Live. special? Mm. Church lady? Is that yeah, her? That's church lady, yeah. yeah. I did a thing as a, as a catchphrase. <laughs> yeah, people, baby. You know, people will, uh, you know, do something on... Oh, there was like, I was today years old. Yeah, uh, I did a thing. Uh, I'm adulting now. Adulting was yeah. something I uh, that started to agitate me after a while. You mm. understood the assignment? No. Have you guys seen that one? Nope. Uh, what does this smell like? We actually, the present Steve show used it recently. Uh, it was like uh, Christmas Miracle. Everybody had those awesome sweaters mm-hmm. that were like Preston and Steve themed. So I wrote, you understood the assignment. The okay. assignment was to wear a cool and sweater. And you picked that up from other people that have used it many, many yeah, times? Yeah, it's a trendy social media thing. Okay. Right. Yeah, but it's funny because those things happen on social media and, and Instagram and whatever and not on a TV show, on a sitcom. You know, like the catchphrase on What's happening? Uh, that's something from a bygone era. That right. There's not really catchphrases on the latest episode of, you know, Emily in Paris. Uh, here's some text coming in. Uh, people say Game Changer. Yes. Can't wait till Game Changer is done with. Uh, another one is, um, long story short. That's that's. I use that a fair one, amount. But yeah, long story short. I will says, go into long story short. Make the story longer. Realize that I said long story long short. short. Long story longer. <laughs> yeah. The, no, that's and the then follow up. I'm like, no, you're well, okay. When you say long story short, 
the story should probably end with the next sentence, right? <laughs> that's or the, the ending. Th- that's the implication is yeah. that you're going to truncate it to make it easily digestible. But if you're into your seventh hour of a dissertation, you haven't made that long story short. We had a caller at some point last year say long story short and then went into a five-minute I, story. I remember that, yeah. <laughs> uh, somebody texted in, John. Says, please drop John from the lexicon. I kind of like John. John uh, is in, John is intrinsically heard, wow. ours, right? Yes, but I, and I've also heard I heard the word John for the very first time in my life when I was in college. So this is you know mid nineties, but I never heard actually really people using it until recently. And my son says, "What the John now?" And he says it because it's like a, a, a joke between he and his friends um, because it's. Uh, I think they're making fun of somebody else. Okay. You know, so they say what the yes. John. I yeah. have never used the John, the word John, right. as it is intended. Ray John. I, I've, I've used <laughs> okay. it. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah but I've used it as as more like, um, uh, I, I guess maybe parroting someone else who would use it. You <laughs> right. know what I mean? I say it's, funky it's fresh. Part, it's not part of my yeah. You know, you my gra- thing. You, I wouldn't say, "Wow, that's my John." You grab an antiquated colloquialism and make right. it your thing. Yeah, but you like, know? so John apparently is a regional colloquialism, right? That I I think people force into uh, our vernacular here in in this area, and I wonder if there are other actual like. So here we are in Philadelphia that we think you know people in another area actually use this word because that's their regional colloquialism, but they don't actually use it either. Do you know what I mean? No. Um, Explain again. Because I don't think people in this area don't really use John unless they're trying. Mm. I know a handful of people who do, one or two, and that's it, and and use it a lot. Yeah. And I I don't know if they're forcing it. I think they're forcing it. I think a lot of people wear John. It's like fetch. Trying to make it happen, right? People wear John. It's it's a thing you put on your hat or your T-shirt or sweatshirt or whatever. But I don't necessarily think it's people... People actually use when it's forced. It's weird, but I do know. Fr- I do know people who will use it in, in place of the word "thing." They'll be like, yeah. uh, hey, "Throw me that John over there," right. and that's casual and that's fine. But Casey, uh, just like uh, we say the word "use," yeah, um, I've never heard the word "yinzer." Used, but isn't that like a Pittsburgh? That's a Pittsburgh thing, yes. but I've never actually. I'm not familiar any... with Yinzer. Yeah, that's that's is their that, is that's that their, their use. Okay. That's their use, but I I've never spent any time in Pittsburgh, well, so I don't know. In in Missouri, it was Ewins. Ewins, yeah, which is kind of like a a, a a different version of Yins. Ewins, New York, it was suction cup dildo. <laughs> wow, yeah, for 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 a, a group of people. I think we should replace John uh-huh. with Rantlers. Rantlers. I think okay. that we could make that yeah. a thing. And That's my Rantlers. Hand me that Rantlers. Rantlers. Yeah, I mean, why not? It's, you know, it's short, sweet, to the point. Chuck doesn't say John. He says, how you doing? And I like that a I lot. like it, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the guy, he was wearing that uh, how you doing on his head, yeah. you know? Yeah. He, he <laughs> yeah, says yeah. it. Yeah, grab or, that how you doing over there. Or uh, grab the how you doing and put it in the... <laughs> yes. Well, the, the, uh, the whistle is my thing. It is? Yeah. Yeah. I start, you sure? I, yes, I because I started doing it with my kids and I thought that was Chuck's. No, nah, I'm pretty sure it's my well, listen, Chuck is probably listening right now and, and he can fight me on this one, but I'm I'm uh ninety nine per percent sure that Okay that it's mine. Okay. Give me that give me that and put it on the how you doing. <laughs> yeah. So. I've replaced the whistle with a chicken fart. With the young guy. You can do that still? I can't do that. I used to I, I, can. I used to. I lost my pet. chicken fart capability. Can you do it anymore? Uh-uh. Yeah. Hang on. No, it's hard. I think I, I think the cup of my armpit is just not conducive to not, it anymore. I think, yeah, I think the hair. Yeah, when it, when I was uh, when I was a uh, 
a hairless young lad <laughs> yeah. that I could do it. I think. I wonder if I shave my armpit if I could still. You know what it is, though? <laughs> Hold on, mate. Oh, no, man. it used to be. I used to have a really good one. Yeah, like I mean, like it sounded like, like a rip and fall. Also, yes. the yeah. fact that when you're, you're like a like a like preteen, you're probably not using underarm deodorant, so there's a natural lubrication. Yeah. I could even make it like a like stretch it out like yeah. a. Wow, you know, do that whole thing. No, I, I could never do to, that. I think it's because I'm fatter now. <laughs> you know, I used to be able to do it when I was skinny. Let me show you. You got off. an Audi armpit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you use your milker pit? Yeah. I don't have it anymore. I had that removed. That's right. I had it lasered off. You're, you're, you're off. Hang on. I want to go to uh, John Blacklistna, who is on the line. John, good morning to you, sir. Yo, what's going on, everybody? Good what's morning. up, bud? How you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. I'm definitely one of the Blacklistners. been listening to y'all for a minute. Um, <laughs> Thank I you, wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to chime in on the John conversation. Yes. I think one of the reasons why y'all don't necessarily hear it too much is... Um, that's a word that's used in, in our community, in the black community. We've been using that since the 80s. Okay. And we use it like a noun. Like a John could be anything. Yes. Like if yes. You, see, uh, you know, like if you go into the street, I mean, go into the store down the street, you might say, I'm going to the John down the street. Or right. if somebody's asking, you going to this party tonight? You might say, man, that John is going to be whack. I ain't going Yeah, I, 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 um, know the, I know how it's used and, and, and what it's referred to. I just don't hear it much in my life and, and it might no. be that it might be a cultural oh, you know yeah. completely different than uh in my neighborhood you're gonna hear it all the time okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah john no that makes sense because that's even um pizza john is yeah pizza thing right yeah right, yeah, right. okay right. john are you saying that white people took something from black culture and <laughs> oh man i could never imagine that like i, I know y'all know white people taking stuff from our culture that never it's um, actually it's explained in in the movie creed pretty well yeah um yeah. john yeah, yeah. yeah. She, she explains yeah. it to, to michael b jordan yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, because he's not from the area yeah uh, exactly. he lived in california let me explain it oh no no don't rock this shut up he has a really good really good grasp on language <laughs> right you know? So uh, he was the perfect person to explain colloquialism. Let me explain the anatomy of this word. <laughs> All right, John. Thanks for checking in, man. Yo, thanks, man. Great show, y'all. Right, oh, thank appreciate you. it, man. Happy New Year. Take care. Uh, hang on. Let me go to, I have uh, Sean online. Hey, Sean, good morning. Hey, what's up? You guys rock. Thanks, thanks man. Good. appreciate it. You um, wanted to yeah. talk about John, too. Yeah, I was going to say, I got to agree with John with the, with the, uh, you know, what white people taken from black culture. <laughs> but I graduated high school from Lincoln in 2005, mm -hmm. and it was a regular word. This was something, I think it might be uh, maybe my age range, but it's funny that it's come back around. How old are you? To be so popular. I'm 34. Okay. So when I was in high school, it was a regular word. This was something, like he said, it's like uh, you could describe things with it. Anything could be a John. You could be ramping up the John. You could be going to the John. It's, that was just a regular vernacular. Show us, so, a, show us a way that it is used improperly. What would be a bad use of John? Um, I, I don't even know. Maybe uh, I'm feeling bad. It's driving things that aren't now. It's basically a now. It could be, it could be, you know, another word for thing or uh, you if, know, if somebody or, if somebody were to use it as a verb, that would be bad cricket. I'm really right, trying this. Right. I'm going to go bad John cricket. Would yeah, be a... that wouldn't that wouldn't work? Right. So yes. you use bad cricket. I use bad cricket. I'll say that occasionally because it's again you've you've. You've uh, taken a um, <laughs> something well from the past. You right. can't add a suffix to John, right? You can't be like, man, I'm so jawned right now. Right? Jawned? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. It's definitely yeah. a noun. Yeah. All yeah. But you can be pre-jawned. Yeah. But, what, so, Thanks, but that's what my... Thanks, John. See you, that's buddy. why my son says, what the John now, because he has a teacher that says, what the John, and he and all his friends think it's hilarious because it's like, sounds a little... Uh, Dirty, yeah. What the F? Yeah, well... 
I was going to say something that rhymes with dirty. Nerdy. It sounds a little nerdy when... Or pretty. <laughs> what, the, but... what the John is going on around here? Hey, yeah. you kids, you think I'm, I'm a hipster like you are? Mm-hmm. You're still going to the mall shop after class? What the John? It's like the teacher in the, the Spider-Man movies. Yes. Uh, yeah. What's his name? He's just really trying really hard. To... Trying so hard. Mm-hmm. What the John? Uh, well, other... It'd be like hearing Dr. Mike say yeah. that. <laughs> what the John? <laughs> Uh, we're going through the list of uh, annual words and phrases that deserve to be banished. And uh, I'm going to go to Jen. Hey, Jen, good morning. Gadzooks. Gadzooks, Jen, what's up? <laughs> well, how about pivot? Pivoting. Yeah. yeah. Pivot. Pivoting. It's, yeah. I think it's been overused. Well, um, you know, you could pivot that, John. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, but, but pivot was was definitely popular at the at the onset of COVID and yeah. people and businesses shutting down. All of a sudden, you've got to switch gears and try another way to make money. You were pivoting. pivoting. Yeah. Pivot. Exactly. yeah, yeah. All right, but, thank you, Jen. I mean, what's the alternative? Well, right? Switch gears. Well, that's, that's great. Dosey Doe is good. Alaman. Yeah. And I think it's progressed, Preston, because you said new normal. So I feel like new normal is the new pivoting. No, I think no. P- pivot was no. the ability to say, okay, we make pivot is switching. We are a we are a uh, we're making a liquor, but now we're going to pivot and yes. make hand sanitizer, sure. and then oh, sure. that becomes your new normal. Yeah. Yes. Yes. In 2020, we all had to pivot, but in 2021, we had a new normal. Yes. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. So it's it's rebooted. rebooted. New normal right. is post pivot. Yes. yes. I think some of it's just pandemic fatigue. You know, people yes. are tired oh, of yeah. these things that came up during the pandemic, and they're like, you know what? I'm tired of all of it, so I'm going to be tired of this word or this phrase. You know what I realized? What uh, the pandemic has happened to me? I'm not fun anymore. What? Oh. I made that realization the other day. I, re- I was just out taking a walk, and I'm like, you know what? I don't think I'm fun anymore. <laughs> and I think that partially it has to do with it. <laughs> You're very fun. You've been joy to the people of Philadelphia every morning. And while you may not feel it in your soul, to the I... people who listen and enjoy your antics, you're a breath of fresh air. I honestly said to myself, I'm like, I don't think I'd like to hang out with me anymore. <laughs> Uh, listen, you would be one of legions of people who are probably thinking the same I thing. I think it's a common, yeah. uh, maybe, maybe know, that, that, that you that it, is, it has had a stifling effect on things. And and you know what? At the uh, the broadcast, seeing all of um, I could, listen, you listening to the show right now, uh, your your family, your you know, not to Gary Lauer on you, and then to see a room full of people, you know, that we we share mornings with that. I cannot overstate the importance of that recharge of having that encounter, mm-hmm. and we do enjoy that as humans. Yeah. That oh, you're talking about the the. Um, the bro- I'm sorry, the Christmas clarify miracle. the Christmas miracle. Okay. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. I think you're fun to hang out with, and I like like going out to dinner with you because um, a lot of times you'll pay for it, <laughs> and, I, and I like that. And I think that that's, re- that's that's a lot that's of fun. A, that's a fun part. So financially, you're fun. Like that. Shows up and yeah. like, yeah. Remember when I was, you're, you're, was fun? <laughs> you offer an appealing credit line. It's a lot of fun. When all we have to do as other patrons is just pay for the tip, like that's so much fun. Yeah. Okay. When you were skipping Spider-Man to come to Feast of the Seven Pickles, that was fun. All right, I've had a rare moment here or there, here and there, but uh, yeah, yeah it's weird. but I, but I think I think you're right, Steve. I think there's I think part people. of it is yeah. is not being as social and uh, maybe questioning. Maybe I just don't have it anymore. You yeah. know what I mean? So. Well, listen, I think... From Touchstone Pictures, he was a broadcasting legend in Philadelphia, and then he fell off his game. Kathy's not around to help, so you're screwed. Oh, no, no! I don't have a young therapist who's there to help me. Once she gets in, she'll help you. Okay. 
Um, hang on, I'm going to go to some other phrases. Uh, you call it mute button. I'll go to Jordan. Hey, Jordan, good morning. Hey, what's up, bitches? Sorry yeah. about you at work. No, it's all good. Good morning it to you, dude. Hey, going forward, Preston. I hate that term. Going, going forward. forward. Okay. All right, what do you want us to say instead? Move on. Move on. Move on. Okay. Move on. I like Who are you speaking for? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who are you speaking on behalf of right no. now? Whoever you asked is right. <laughs> Oh my God! Uh, yeah, yeah. Instead of instead of going forward, moving on. Yeah. Moving on. Yeah. All right. Well, anyhow, there's a yeah list of phrases. They're 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 used. They're overused. Whatever, man. Yeah, that you John know. of Johns is uh, just, just okay. or file this under who gives an F. That's it. <laughs> Actually, our buddy Matt O'Donnell over at Six ABC made a list. I guess in uh, conjunction with this list that was released, and he had a couple on there's like uh, just saying you had said that. So yeah, yeah. Uh, another one is uh, that is next level. He wrote. Uh, my best life, leading my best life. Oh, there's so there were so many sort of self help people that were coming out and and echoing that my best life thing. You um, you do you. And his other one is uh, this is my journey, uh, which we've definitely heard a gazillion times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's my journey. My journey. Yeah, that man. is my journey. That's that's the real journey. Is that that? You know what? Uh, just saying is allowable when followed by institute. Uh, yes. 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 Yeah. The JSI. Yeah, that's acceptable. Which is a legitimate organization right. on 200 acres. We might have to get to that tomorrow. I do have some uh, Just Saying Institute, or maybe today. I don't really know if we'll have time to get to it or not. But nonetheless. We'll that later. So we, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for being our ride or dies. Uh, the, what's that? The ride or die. The rider guy. Ride or die. Ride or die. Oh, the like ride you're or die. my ride or die. Oh, see, I don't know. Oh, I'm familiar with ride or die, but I, that's like the the Hell's Angels and stuff. So yeah. that's oh, yeah. what I, I know of. Now that, it's but... like my partner in crime. Yeah. Okay, my Rochelle ride or die. Your ride yep. or die. Rochelle is your ride or die. No okay. doubt. I prefer uh, rider we'll guy. Stop. <laughs> rider, rider guy. Rider guy. Do you work for the company Rider? Yeah. I'm yeah, looking to rent a small truck. Yeah, this, this is my, my rider. Guy. This is my rider guy. He's got a whole fleet of them. Yeah, I work. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the you list. want cardboard boxes? <laughs> Going back to the list. Uh, wait, what? No worries. At the end of the day, that being said, asking for a friend. Circle back. Deep dive. New normal. You're on mute. And supply chain are these uh, these list of words at uh, Michigan Lake Superior State University released, and they've been doing it since 1976. So well, they would know. It's kind of fun. All right. Um, we need to take a break. All right. And we're going to take a break, and we'll be back in just a moment or two. Don't forget, we are going to have Daryl McDaniels of Run DMC fame on with us. And just awesome. He's such a great guest, so we can't wait to talk to him. We'll be back with that in a moment. Stay with us. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. We're going to get uh, Daryl McDaniels on a little bit, but uh, we have a couple of minutes to, to play with beforehand. And I'll mention this today because normally I would have put this in the uh, connoisseur segment. Yes. Uh, we usually do that on Friday, uh, but today is National Spaghetti Day. Ooh. Kidding me? Spaghetti. I mean, okay. Did you have it yesterday? Well, no, we had, yeah, we had spaghetti <laughs> last night. Uh-huh. We never eat on Taco Tuesday. It's always like Taco Wednesday or Thursday in my house. We don't ever. Do you have a uh, Paschetti once a week at least? No. Okay. No, I mean, a lot I... of people use that as a standard go to. It's easy. Yeah, it's yeah. so easy to yeah. make, you know, a spaghetti di- uh, dish. Yeah, my wife made a really good fettuccine. Well, actually, it was like more like spaghetti Alfredo was because it wasn't fettuccine. It was a spaghetti Alfredo with a really delicious chicken last night. We're having a pasta dish tonight. And we'll probably use spaghetti because it doesn't have to be, you know, bolognese or anything like that. It can be just that pasta. So we're having ours with um, 
shrimp, uh, goat cheese, and these peppers called pepadoos, which are kind of so well over there. They're man. so yummy. Yeah. Uh, so we're having that for dinner tonight. I have a recipe for pepadoos. Parmesan. Yeah. You put like a goat cheese inside of it yes. and dr- drizzle like a balsamic vinegar on yes, top of it. We have oh. that too. It's yummy. Pepadoos are uh, Steve. They're they're not really spicy. They're pickled, but they're sweet. Yeah, I don't think I've uh, ever had them. Yeah, they're really yeah. really yummy. I made a linguine uh, dish over the break. That was linguine, a white wine sauce, uh, garlic, a shrimp as well. Preston, uh, I made the mistake of buying cooked shrimp, and so it's hard to heat cooked shrimp while you're cooking an entire other dish. I need yeah. to buy raw shrimp and then cook those. Um, but I did something that I rarely do, which was I poured the right amount of linguine into the pot. I ate the I ate the amount that I had. My girlfriend ate the amount that she had. Wow. We had zero leftover wow. pasta. That's rare. And I was like, all right, I can uh, walk away from this meal pretty happy. I, have a I question. For, oh, sorry. No, no, it's okay. I, I I made a call to Evo's Pizza and, and got some chicken pesto Ooh. pasta. <laughs> no, very good. You call better than anybody uh, I've ever I met. Tell you. You but you got to call the right way and yeah. say the right thing that you want. That's right. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a skill. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Nick, I, you had said white wine. Um, how were you able to part with the white wine and well, cook with it and not actually drink it? In fairness, it was a bottle that had been open for like uh, three or four weeks. Yeah. So uh, it had started to turn a little bit. Okay. What are you doing, it's, dry January? Uh, no, no, no. It just was a white wine sauce. You're wasting the wine that you would normally As a, drink. To cook, you know. And so I cooked the pasta okay. in the in the and the shrimp in the white wine sauce. Um, but you know, as you're pouring some into the dish, you're obviously drinking. Some it's like well. it's yeah. like sampling the uh, cookie batter. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to have half. Oh, a my girlfriend! Th- she threw away cookie batter that I made. Oh my! Just because it had been sitting in the fridge for like a week and a half. Oh my god! With raw <laughs> eggs in it. What? Yeah, that's fine. I'm right? gonna make cookies. No, uh, uh, you're gonna cook She's it. Right, salmonella. Yeah. But uh, not nah, what I uh, salmonella. Anyway. Back on the pasta. It's overrated. Yeah. You guys remember Jen Carroll who gave us those turkey tips? Yes. Right before? She did a cooking class over break uh, where she taught people how to make cache pepe. I don't know what cache pepe is. It's a a type of uh, sex act. I want you to try it. It's it's a very simple Italian dish. It's just Parmesan cheese and pepper, cache pepe, um, and it's delicious. Wait, Parmesan cheese and pepper, like ground pepper, and that's it? Trust me. There's nothing else? Um, You just mix those two together? No, this is cream. There's a great dish I make, Preston. It's called oregano and table salt. Wait a minute. It's so good. (laughs) So it's it's a sauce? Yes. Oh, see, you didn't say that. You just said, uh, or did you say sauce? I didn't hear Uh, it. Cache pepe is like the the type, so it's the sauce. Yes, it's like a fettuccine Alfredo. Like Alfredo is a sauce. Steve, I gave my wife a back rub last night, expecting a cache pepe in return. (laughs) You didn't get nothing. She fell asleep. She fell asleep. She kicked me in the ball. Yeah. It's not a cache pepe. It's not cache till pepe sinks. So, uh, yes, today is National Spaghetti Day today. So if you want to uh, to dive into some, you'll be celebrating on the proper day. Uh, and apparently, um, in the year 2000, 1.3 million pounds of spaghetti were sold in American grocery stores. Uh, that is, uh, if the packages were lined up, they would circle the earth nine times. Have they ever done that? I don't think they've ever done that. Like spaghetti across the world? Uh, The first historical reference to boiled noodles found in Jerusalem Talmud Ah, suggested that the Arabs invented the dish thousands of years ago. So, yeah, probably pre-Jesus. It was, you've got to think of the things that they had available. Right. We're thinking the crock pot and microwave. Yes. (laughs) The... the, um, 
that they, they had nowhere to plug it in. They had nowhere to plug it in. It would be years before they could harness the power of electricity. <laughs> right, right. They had the devices, yeah. of course. So what's remarkable about this record of when this was <laughs> is that it actually refers to dried noodles purchased from a vendor, which means that pasta has probably been sold in stores since at least the 5th century. Wow. Uh, today we associate pasta with the Italians, who, of course, revolutionized the dish and invented a wide variety of pasta shapes. And a great... All kinds of them, and and, and Chinese uh, That's culture what I had yield, heard. yielded a lot of, yeah. of, of pasta variables. Didn't noodles? Yeah. Didn't pizza, for all intents and purposes, originate in China as well? I don't know what I had heard about pizza in Preston. Was it you who told me this, or was it Chuck? I think that, it was me. About okay, Pizza Hut. Yeah, yeah. There was a special that was done on uh, or, uh, it was series a uh, documentary series about food, and um, that the American popularization of pizza was solely. On the shoulders of Pizza Hut oh, in the yeah. 1960s. Don't doubt it. Yes, in fact, the people who fed America that that ate that uh, History Channel series about fast food. That might have been it. That's. I think you're exactly right. There was a whole. You thought it would segment. have been something incredibly yeah. popular for years. It, it was very. It, it would like you would find it in Little Italy, yeah, yeah. you know, in, in spots in New York and so on. But it had it did not take off nationally until these two guys. Created, they they were looking something for for something specifically, and they realized, oh, you can eat this with your hands. Yes, and not only you can make big portions of it, and the family can sit down and this, and they marketed it as a family night out, yeah. having pizza, this hmm. this new, you know, food that's sweeping the night, and and they created the national sensation of pizza. It blows you mind to think that it was that recent yeah. where it morphed yeah. into this go to. Yeah. So going back to spaghetti, uh, it is the most common. Round rod shape of pasta, and in Italian, the word spaghetti means little lines. I have to be honest. So the various forms of pasta and pasta shells, I don't. I know angel hair. Mm-hmm. I know pubic hair. No, I know angel hair. I know uh, <laughs> uh, linguini, linguini, yeah, those, those are all and the other. Ziti, maybe I know more than I think, but there, I know they're different shells. Rigatoni. I'm big on cannelloni. Uh, I don't know, pastini. Pusilli? They're the really, really tiny ones. Pusilli. Pusilli, no. uh, which are the squiggly ones, right? Yes. Ravioli, mm-hmm. beefaroni. <laughs> Chef Boyardee. Um, there is, uh, now I'm trying to think. Spaghettios. What's the really tiny rice-sized ones? Um, Micro Eddy? Oh, man. Now we have it all the vermicelli? time. Vermicelli? Not vermicelli. Tiny no, teeny? that's like a... Stop it. Vermicelli is rice, right? Vermicelli is, yeah, like a linguine. Yeah. Long noodle. When my mom would make pasta growing up, uh, my dad, for whatever reason, did not like spaghetti but loved uh, ravioli. <laughs> so she would make oh. spaghetti for us, for me and my <laughs> brothers, but my dad would only eat. So my mom had to make two. Uh, God bless her. Mm-hmm. She had to make yeah. two separate dishes every time it was spaghetti night. Yeah, but and she's I mean, Italian, so, she's, so she liked doing it. Oh, I'm, I'm sure she makes good stuff, too. I, I, I again... Ziti fell in, lasagna fell in the Ziti category for me that I had such a profound, right. traumatic experience. Now I love both of them. Right. It's just boiling. I don't think it was that big of a deal uh, to do I something know, for but... the man that she loves. But um, <laughs> my father, that was his favorite meal, was uh, spaghetti and meatballs. Okay. And I was never able to perfect the fork into the, the spoon uh. thing. Oh. Yeah, I could. Oh. I, I always, still to this day, as a grown-up, I, I cut my spaghetti up. And I, I don't use the spoon method, but I can. I have the ability to do it. Yeah, I just was never able to do it. Should we have like a, do it. We should have a, a clinic? We should have a teacher. Yeah. Preston uh, and Steve's. <laughs> there was a pasta you guys have probably never heard of. It's very, very popular in St. Louis. Right. Called Mustacholi. You guys no. ever heard of that? No. It's essentially like a large 
penne noodle uh, without any uh, grooves on it or anything like that. But you would get that in any grocery store. You could get that. You know very, what's very popular. surprisingly good is the pasta made from, like, cauliflower and stuff like that. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. That, that they're... It's got to have a good sauce. Uh, yeah. Jacob's on the phone line. Orzo is what I was thinking of. Oh, Jacob, oh, thank you. Oh, Appreciate it. Yeah, they're the little bitty ones. We make Orzo quite a bit at that. So Masticelli's kind of like a big ziti. Um, Maybe? Mm, like a baked ziti. Is there meat in it? No, but it's usually made with a meat well, sauce. Well, it depends okay. on the, how the meat evening goes. Yeah. So instead of the ragout, you're using meat sauce. Yes. Got mm. it. Instead of the ragout? Ragouta. Ragouta. What is that? Is that just tomato? It's regatta. Regatta. Regatta cheese. Regatta cheese. Oh, ragotta. Ragotta. Uh, don't forget about ginichetti. I'm getting ginichetti <laughs> this uh, Saturday for dinner. I already know because I'm going By the way, that's gnocchi yes. for those who, who are not familiar with. Who is Local the broadcaster <laughs> revealed his dinner plans for the weekend this morning. So who is... Casey Boy from the Press of the Sea Show revealed he's having what he refers to as ginichetti on <laughs> Saturday. <laughs> Who, who? Not a Jim and the pretend Ginichetti story. <laughs> the pretend Ginichetti story. It's Dennis, uh, who, Kathy's it is husband. Yeah. Kathy's husband. Always I thought I knew it was out of Kathy's world, but yeah. but he calls it Ginichetti. Uh, when it's gnocchi, gnocchi is the actual pronunciation. I feel weird. There's a couple of words that I just feel it weird. It sounds very Stoogian, doesn't yeah. it? Uh, if, uh, so I feel weird saying gnocchi. I don't like saying croissant. I just don't. I sound. Pre- I feel like I sound pretentious. Croissant? Yeah. I'm not a fan of foyer. Yeah. Crescent? Do you say crescent? No, I will say croissant. Croissant. Uh, I'll probably no, no. Let me croissant. say you, you croissant. Had a, you, you I'll throw say a croissant. croissant. You throw an R in there, mm-hmm. a hard R. Croissant. Croissant. But yeah. it's more like a W. Croissant. Yeah. Yeah. How do you say uh, Capricola? I don't say gabagool. Right. I'm not Capricola? Italian. Mm-hmm. I say Capricola. But do you, do you drop the A a little bit on it? You say like Capricola. I don't even. I don't try say it this. enough. No. Mm-hmm. The no, proper way I, to do it is to t- is to dip your right shoulder back when you like. <laughs> Lean back. I don't, I don't, I don't even back. try to say that. If I see okay. it, like if I'm, you know, like primo hoagies, and I'm yeah, getting yeah. like their sharp Italian or whatever, yeah. and it's got it on there, I'm like, oh, I Dude. think I know what that I, is. I know what you like <laughs> yeah. in the world of croissants, and yeah. we agree. Chocolate croissants. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Chocolate croissants and almond croissants Yeah, fantastic, And too. we both found out recently that we adore scones. Love scones. Yeah. One of my favorite scones. things. Uh, this ne- is the connoisseur, you realize. Yeah, kind of, yes! We we're killing time. We're waiting for Daryl. I don't think Daryl's going to be on. He was supposed to be on at nine. Son of a bitch. Uh, Nick, I saw a funny meme last week. It just said, if Gabagool was a person, <laughs> and it was this guy yelling at his family because somebody ate his meatballs! <laughs> <laughs> somebody ate my meatballs! I want my meatballs right now! <laughs> right, if we are doing connoisseur, and, uh, to some extent, as we're still hopefully he, he will he will join us, uh, but the um, the meatball thing in and of itself is mm. a uh, that is a whole art mm. and science. Oh, sure, it is. I, I know yeah. uh, with the, with the raisins and the whole that which is which is a, a, a fairly cool thing to do. Um, Nick's mom does that, but the the um, you got to get those right. Oh yeah, and and when you do the the same phrase, uh, and, I, and I'll say it out mm. loud is like. Oh, these are good ones. Uh, <laughs> yes. Have you ever had my wife's meatballs? Uh, she mm. makes a good meatball, man. No, I have not she had your wife's meatballs. Has... I know you've gone on and on about them. Well, she's... I definitely need to try them. She has perfected her meatball, uh, and I she makes a good ball. She does. She makes a great ball, uh, I but, like I, but I, I feel responsible for it because uh, when we first got married, she never made meatballs before, and I was giving her, uh, I think, constructive criticism. And she's the one who does all the work, but she she really is. Does. It, is it wrong to admit that I occasionally enjoy a good overcooked meatball, like no. crispy? 
Yeah. Yeah, like you like it to... On the outside. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. You like, but not crispy, not, not hard inside. through the middle. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those Is that... Good. Okay. I think Swedish meatballs are that one. Uh, yes. Mm, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Right. Does anybody else see, I think maybe you said yes to this uh, prior to the break, but does anyone else watch the Great British Baking Show? No. Uh, I love it. No, okay. but your girlfriend posted Loves it. <laughs> yes. Dude, she is obsessed, and yes. so therefore, uh, when it's on at home, I'm watching it too, and I got totally roped into it. It's a, it's a reality cooking show out of England, but Steve, like the way that they make these dishes, it's phenomenal, Amazing. and they do, they'll do like croissants, they'll do pastries. Oh, my God. And and uh, they take it to a level that I'm I'm not comfortable baking with it. They're much better than I, I will ever be. But it is one of those shows where you can't watch it and not be hungry by the end of it. Well, when they make uh, things like ganaches and things oh like my that, God. Yeah. <laughs> the ganaches. You, you you're gonna shoot. Yes, you're it's incredible. Shoot. Yeah, a chocolate ganache. A yeah, chocolate oh ganache. Just, but then they'll like I ganache in my shorts. We're gonna make a marzipan, and I don't even know what the hell a marzipan is, but they'll do that. Sorry. I got some ganache on you. Pat with chocolate. He's got, got, got some ganache on your hair. It's on your chin. Marzipan is a uh, um, dessert? Marzipan is, a, is... Now, Nick... They make it all the time. Here's where... I don't even know what it is. Marzipan... So, fondant, in many ways... Yeah, fondant sucks. If it's overly it sweet, does. people have up fondant so much... Fondant is used to construct all of these outlandish cakes, like right. cake balls. Yeah. Fondant. Yeah. It's more like a building tool. Yes. However, there are some people like uh, Sarah, who, who has made cakes for the uh, the show, where the fondant actually tastes good. You can you can do both, but for the most part, it, when it tastes, when it gets too sweet, it reminds me of bad marzipan. And it's used for, like you said, it's like used for the construction yeah. and for the assembly and for the display of the cake. But it's, marzipan, I guess, is a little more edible. Yeah. Um, it tastes like a almond. Okay. Yep, it's made with almond meal. Oh, Got okay. It. okay. And then it, it's just the outer crust of something that you put inside that's more delicious? Uh, no, it's more of like the decoration of a cake will be marzipan. Okay. Okay. When they're building, you know, when, like anything that has some sort of, that looks like a sculpture that looks, with a big elaborate design, it's usually made of, of uh, uh, fondant. So we've gone some from spaghetti to baking. I'm going to take us in another direction. Are you going to bake up some spaghetti? No, yeah. I'm going to I'm going to declare a statement that I've had the best pickles I've ever had in my life. Really? Oh, and who That's made them? That's a bold statement. We go now to the offices of WMMR One Ballot Plaza, where Preston Elliott has just made a very revealing comment about. His pickle history, yes. stating unabashedly that he has had the greatest pickle he's ever had. The Fishtown Pickle Project. Okay, they gave they came by and dropped off some pickles for us. They were they were going to do it. They were hosting the the feast of the seven pickles. They didn't get to have it huh. because uh, COVID numbers were going up, so they canceled it. And they dropped off a few jars. I took like four or five of them. I took a couple home as well. The the hot ones I took home, and then I think I maybe grabbed the zesty one as well. The zesty garlic. Are the best pickles I've ever had. Now, and I haven't even eaten. I, I've had one other flavor they had, which is the Bloody Mary ones, and they're fantastic. But they have the best texture of a pickle I've ever had. I want to see their operation. I want to see how they do it. Explain. Since they're local, I want to go and have. I, I want. I want a, a tour. I, I think they did it. Uh, is it you, Marcia? Who, or is it you, Nick, who despises pickles? I don't like pickles. So, and so, Preston's so, son. yeah. No, I, he loves them. No, 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 Parker. Oh, Parker. You have two sons. Yes, I'm sorry. Yes, I have two sons. <laughs> the other one. Um, 
<laughs> Sorry, I immediately think of Carter when I think of pickles. He's a pickle lover. He's a pickle it's, lover. It's so funny because my brother. they are like... One the... son enjoyed pickles and the other did not. It's like a biblical story. You're like Job, Cain and Abel. The, the problem, which son are you? Father, I'm the one who enjoys pickles. Um, but they're like... I shall cast you forth into the river. In a wicker basket. Filled with pickles. Anyway, what were you saying? They're just like complete opposites. Oh, yeah. You know, like yeah. one loves them and makes them. The other one, they can't even be in the same room. No, mm-hmm. not anywhere. I, I, again, um, it seems weird. Like my wife, my wife, uh, she hated um, olives and then finally had olives. We've talked about this countless times. Yeah. It's the same sort of thing. I think you really need to explore the world of pickles because there are those mm-hmm. to be found that you just might enjoy. God damn it. I love them. My cousin, uh, his wife makes, so she's my cousin too, uh, these stuffed olives that are so delicious. You'd and, mentioned, yeah. And, uh, Bring some in. What does she stuff them with? She, it's uh, like a mixture of... Woodcock? Well, she takes... She takes out the wood cock and gorilla glue, and she takes the pimentos out. They're, they're the giant olives. Takes the pimentos out. Uh, it's like a chicken and veal and and other. Okay. Those uh, are some big ass olives. And so she. By the way, oh, just go ahead. I've, I've got anyway, a statement about she, pickles. She or, uh, olives. Dices all that stuff up and mixes it all up. Stuffs them in the middle of the olives and then breads them. And then you you fry them up, and Bring they are. She only makes them once a year, and then tell her to make them twice a year. And he, and he always brings like uh, twenty to me, and like I just try and parse them out. No. My son discovered that he loves them, and now I have to freaking share them. Mm-hmm. I hate that. That's a problem. Him. Yeah. So listen, it uh, on to olives. If we have the technology. To take the pit out of an olive. Oh God. Yes. Okay. Why would we ever leave a pit in an olive? I hate. Coming across, I see a nice, juicy mm-hmm. bowl of really good-looking olives, and I'm like, man, i got to nibble around that freaking stone to Like eat a this. squirrel. You know what I mean? I, I agree. So- Why? Is there anyone listening who actually likes olives that has pits in it? Do you prefer those? It also leaves a disgusting... If you go out to a restaurant, and I can do... Like, we'll go to, to Cooper's. Mm-hmm. You know, Manny, they have a great olive uh, selection they'll bring to the table. But then you have that bowl full of pits, this yeah. disgusting Ooh. remnant of, yeah. of your of, of the, and it just it, it just looks horrible. Yeah, why? That's a good question. Why can't it? Does it cost more to purchase? It probably well, probably it does. probably does. Yeah. But I mean, I, what about a home? I pit didn't care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I would like to see what sort of how they do it device or apparatus they use to do it. My, yeah, my because buddy, you look there's there's the main hole. Yeah, and then there's a little butthole on the other side. There's yeah. a little sphincter. Yeah, yeah. So it, something if you tickle. It, Something pushed it from yeah. that side. That's true, yes. Yeah, so my buddy George, his family, uh, his mom and dad are from Greece, and he still has family there, and he would go there every summer. But um, And so he's my buddy from college, and he always would come home with, or come back to school with mason jars full of, because I think they had an olive farm out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and he would always have these jars, uh, but they were always <sighs> pitted. So pitted. Awesome. So pitted. <laughs> yes, if the technology exists. Why would you ever do it? Yep, make it a law. Ever leave the pit in an olive? Do you think that my disdain for pickles uh, is also akin to my disdain for olives? Because I don't yes. really care for both. And are they yeah. they're similar? I think in taste. they fall in the same family. Vinegar, right? How do you like, feel about a, capers? I think texturally they're probably similar. Capers too. are all right because they're tiny and you can kind of like uh, pretend that they're not a part of the meal. But what I about 
Olive oil. Olive oil, yeah. You're cool with that. Yeah, I'll cook with olive oil, yeah. Rag him. Rag him. Where did he come from? Pull back. Are you talking about dude, the pop you get the best barrels <laughs> ever, is. dude. Just there like you, you pull in and you just get spit right out of them. And you just drop in and just smack the lip. Pull back. Drop down. Snap. <laughs> and then after that. You just drop in, shred the barrel, and get pitted. So pitted like that. Like so that. pitted like that. <laughs> like that. So why are there pits? I don't know. Is that... Well, I mean, why, why do they leave them in? I, and I, you know what? No, they're why are they so bad the, that people why, call it the pit. Why well, are they there in the first place? Yeah. Is it for the... It's the seed, I would assume. It's a stone. Is it? Right. Yeah, like a, yeah it's like a, uh, like a peach or a, um, uh, an avocado. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, all right. They all have a pit in them. Yeah. So... I don't know. Or either that, it's a big practical joke. But sometimes they're like uh, red. Okay. I think you're thinking that still of... might be a seed. Is that edible? That's your... wait. Are that's you talking like... about the pimento? Yeah. Yes, I am. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hang on. Is the pimento I'm placed? Sorry. That's adorable. Is the pimento that's placed in the yeah. olive, right? That's yeah. not. Uh, see, no. I love... <laughs> Did you just ruin it. I never. Th- you know what? Listen, I can't say I thought that. I just never thought about it. Me neither. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was the pit. <laughs> and Turns out, I'm and wrong. what exactly oh. is? Now, what I don't know is what a pimento is. Okay. So here's a great it question. Seems like it might be a red pepper mm. that's been uh, huh? roasted and and uh, so roasted. marinated. Roasted. roasted. Uh, it's in cheese. Pimento cheese. There's pimento cheese. It's not a cheese. No, so pimento it says pimento. here. Yes, it is in pimento cheese. What's that? There's a quasi-explanation here. A pimento right? is probably the most recognizable item that is stuffed in a green olive, but it is not really known why or when this practice started in the first place. How Pimentos could it not be known? are a very mild variety of chili peppers ah. and are also known as cherry peppers. But ah. pimentos aren't the only thing stuffed in green olives. Yes, of course. But they are the most popular. It's what you see uh, regularly. I'm fine with the, the pimento. I 100% yeah. thought that that was the pit. No uh, kidding. I just learned that. No, today. no, no, no. That's a, an a, olive a oil. pit is, is like a rock, Nick. Yeah, it's, okay. It's, like, it's standing a, arrow straight. Yeah. It's a like seed. A rock. So, <laughs> Bob Seeger has taught us nothing. <laughs> wow. It's spaghetti day. Yes. Oh, right. That's yeah. how we got started on this. And story. I'm having your Like a rock. Like a pimento in an olive, like a rock. I could, I didn't understand why you were saying those things, Nick. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it's, uh, yeah, <laughs> some of them are red, they, right? It's a pimento. They look like pits. Yeah. Uh, pimento cheese, by the way, is more of a kind of a southern dish, and I grew up on that. I love that. We used to just make a, a, a toast on a sandwich. Pimento cheese is fantastic. I think it's becoming trendy. I think it is. I saw. I started seeing a few years ago in restaurants yeah. popping up uh, uh, sandwiches and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But it's always been a staple in my uh, my household. Uh, but I just haven't had it in a while. It's extremely fattening and everything. Oh, uh, no doubt. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, can we switch gears? Can I talk about something else that, when, that has food? Uh, uh, yes, yeah, kind of sure. I'm, I'm asking okay. him uh, instead of pivoting if we could switch gears. Yes, please. <laughs> I made uh, Annie Ann's pretzels over the break. Interesting. Okay. Yes. So, From it, the, uh, franchisee? Yeah. So, um, no, if you, you can just Google anything. Like, we've made... Um, so, it's their recipe, It's their, It's essentially their recipe. Like, we've made... Uh, like a uh, a Chick Fil A type of yeah, chicken. We've, okay. we've made um, you know the uh, uh, um, uh, uh, the lettuce wraps from uh, PF Chang. Yes. You can find recipes that will replicate. You're right. right. Uh, Get you in the ballpark. Yeah. And so, have you guys ever tried to make a, a homemade soft pretzel? 
Yes, but it's not, really not, easy. Not with butter because I don't like that style of soft pretzels. I prefer them to be drier. I guess. Okay. Okay. All right. You, uh, you we've, made, do... we've bought the Annie Ann's kit before. And yes, made them at we've home, done so that. You okay, can, you can do that. No, we and just it did just it... like the, the like you get them at the store. You need to use like bread flour as well as regular like all purpose flour or whatever. And I was. Um, surprised with how great they turned out. I only made one mistake. I don't know why I thought I was supposed you to... put arsenic in it. Yes! Yeah. Okay, so you understand my <laughs> yeah. mistake. No. Yeah. The mistake yeah. is you didn't use the Wetzel's pretzels uh, recipe. I, you know, That's your favorite. It is my favorite. Uh, sorry, Wetzel's. Um, but, you know, I'll look that up uh, yeah. recipe up as well. Uh, no, I thought I was supposed to cook it on parchment paper, which okay. was like a terrible, terrible mistake because... It, well, they have some parchments at the uh, Constitution Center. They do, but uh, it's the pretzels. Essentially, they stuck to the parchment paper. What? Yeah, I know. Like nothing sticks to parchment I paper. I know. Okay. All right. So That's weird. It, it is weird, and maybe it's just because it was like maybe extra buttery, or you know, I did. So I uh, next know, time man. I make them, I'm not going to use parchment. I'm just going to throw them on the. On I the love those those kits, and you know, the problem is you make it, and and it's like. You know, I, I would have... Uh, I could have gone to the store? Exactly. <laughs> but part of the fun is you can make that into a little project. Yeah. You do it, something you do sure, together. Sure, sure, yeah. yeah. No, we made... We made uh, and you can make weird little shapes. Sugar cookies and stuff. My yeah. wife and I did it for Christmas. It was, it was a lot right. of fun. But so Wetzel's Pretzels is... Um, they're, the only one around here is in Center City, so I'm not going to go there. Uh, the Annie Ann's near me in the Springfield Mall, there's always, always a line around the corner, and I'm not going to wait in line for that, so... Right. Uh, but also, we were, um, you know, under quarantine for a few days, yeah. so I was just looking for things to do and discovered Instacart, which is amazing. So I was able to order from Acme, and they just delivered it to my house. And oh, so, yeah. Instacart's yeah. great, yeah. It's amazing. It is. What? <laughs> it's amazing. Steve, I was watching a great British uh, bake-off, and uh, when it comes to cooking with butter, Casey, I didn't know this until watching the show, like, if you put too much butter in it and then you set it at a, a certain temperature, the butter can leak out of the bottom of whatever it is that you're making, a bread or a, pe- yes. a pastry or a pretzel or whatever. Yeah. And so I'm curious, like, if you were to revisit that. The thing about r- recipes and baking, uh, which doesn't occur to a novice like myself, is you got to try it several times. And yeah. then when you come back to it and you're like, you know what? I set it at too high of a temperature or I put in too much butter. And then maybe the next time you do it, it'll come out better. It's funny you talk about the butter leaking out. One time we were at the camp out for hunger and Federal Donuts brought us some donuts. And I had my sta- I had yes. the, I had the bizarre file. I remember this. And I set my donut on the bizarre file for like five minutes because yeah. we were in the middle of doing uh-huh. something. <laughs> All that grease had soaked through like ten pages. Yeah. It became transparent. You could look through it. It looks like a window afterwards. Uh, so what, are they using... Uh, I mean, you, lard you, you fry them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you yeah, fry yeah, them. Yeah. And you, you deep fry essentially right. uh, uh, the donuts. Donuts. So yeah, yeah it has. And that's dude. That's where the flavor is. Yeah. It's really, really good. It, it so. is. Um, and that's why that stuff is fattening. Or that's part of the reason why it's not just I, the sugar. There's lard and things like that. When I worked stuff. in in Dunkin' Donuts, you know, I, I know I've mentioned. I well, try, not, bragging try not to boast. <laughs> um, <laughs> but Preston, huge cubes of of uh, shortening uh, of the sure, uh, yeah. Yeah. Which they would put yeah. into that. Yep. Uh, huge <laughs> yeah. cubes. Mm-hmm. Um, the There was a text that came through that said, I have my parchment paper upside down. Is that something that you can do? I, it's not the same on both sides? I don't Does know. Does it say this side up? Uh, <laughs> no. I've uh, Any parchment paper I've ever used, I've, uh, I've never seen. You know how... Um, uh, foil, aluminum foil, has a shiny side and a dull side. Mm-hmm. I don't see that with parchment paper. It looks about the same on both sides. You might didn't know. You didn't accidentally use wax paper, Yeah, that's you? a good question. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> My daughter was the one who grabbed it, so... You didn't use they toilet paper. <laughs> I'm... 
I know for a fact I did not use toilet paper. really dry. It was dry. <laughs> and I had to put like seven sheets together. Uh, uh, here I, you go. There, there, here's This is from um, uh, an online search. Tasteofhome.com says there's no right or wrong side of parchment paper, so either side can be used for the best result. baking results. Use a fresh sheet of parchment paper uh, yeah. uh, for each pan of cookies. <laughs> I've started to cook almost everything on parchment paper now. It's so much easier to do. It's less cleanup. Yeah. Cleanup is so great. Yep. And it works out great. Speaking of working out great, how's your uh, your podcast going with your restaurants and, and foodie stuff? Oh, thank you for asking. Um, it's going great. We uh, actually record... Oh, Casey, we record our next episode tomorrow in the Fashion District. Oh. So I will be Wetzel's near pretzels? Wetzel's Pretzels. Oh, man. Yeah, we took a little break I'm over hearing Christmas. a lot of talk, but um, you're you going you gonna to yeah. hook a brother up? Yeah, put up or shut up. <laughs> I'll stop by just right. for you. Justin wants to explain. He worked at Philly Pretzel Factory. Can explain to Casey what the story is with why Please. his pretzels didn't turn out right. Hi, uh, Justin. Good morning. Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. We didn't have that channel on. You're Go on ahead, mute. Justin. Now you're on the air. <laughs> okay, cool. Thanks. Hey, yeah, up? how's it going, guys? Good, buddy. What's up? Not much, but yeah. So a lot of people would come in and they would basically want to buy the dough from Philly Pretzel and make their own. Yep. But, I mean, essentially, they'll never turn out the same. One, because the oven, our oven was set at, like, 550 degrees. Wow. So, I mean, when you're putting them in the oven that hot, I don't think I don't think a conventional oven is just going to do that. But also, before you before you put the pretzels in the oven, you got to dip them in what's called caustic. I did do that. So I, it's a, like a baking soda, warm water mix, right? Right. Well, essentially, I, from what I understand, like now the the caustic is you know it's pretty harmful. If you get it on your skin or whatnot, you can get like pretty irritated. So I don't think you can even get it unless you've got like a LLC for you know. So just for, just for clarity's sake here, you're you're gonna di- you're what are you dipping? You're dipping this in something caustic that you're gonna eat? <laughs> yeah. No, well, well it's, con- it's concentrated salt. So what it, you mix it with water and you heat it up. So you dip the pretzels in, yeah. and that's essentially if you don't dip the pretzels in the caustic, it's just gonna look like cooked dough. It okay. won't be brown, right? Right, so that's, that's what gives Maybe they need to change the name of that from caustic to, like, blood fart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, that's what gives the pretzel the brown color, so... All right, listen, I mean, it, it, whatever you guys are doing, uh, that's great. You think that's that's the issue, that, that Casey, he doesn't have access to the caustic, as you're saying? Well, what I, the recipe that I had was it was just, uh, you know, part baking soda, part... Um, water, and you just dip it in there, and mm. does it sound like caustic to me? Does not sound like caustic. To me. <laughs> I, I think well, we- yeah, I mean the 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 caustic is what gives the pretzels color. I mean they could you know tweak the recipe so that you know you can make them at home, but I don't think it'll ever be the same. It's it's like not Coca Cola doesn't want to give up the, um, the their, yeah. their recipe, so right, and, and, and that's Justin. why you guys. Are successful. Right. Appreciate yeah. it, man. Yeah. I made my own uh, pizza dough as well. Uh, a couple I of saw days you. You chronicled on Instagram. It was actually. I was uh, again surprised with how well that turned out. And I actually, I don't have a pizza pan to cook them in. I also don't have a pizza oven like you do now. I got my wife one for for Christmas. One of those, um, uh, you know, um, propane. Um, it does. You know, I think you can also put wood in it and stuff. Yeah. But uh, those things are great. Yeah. So yeah. I just cooked it in a conventional oven, and I basically used like a, a cookie pan to cook my uh, pizzas in, and I was really surprised with how great it t- listen didn't look great but it tasted great great pizza, pizza doesn't have to look it doesn't great. have to no, look good doesn't. No, yeah not at all it's like a last minute prom date mm. yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's just functional at that point yeah that is uh, we're looking at a picture of that is an ugly pizza casey but not not the the the, the crust and everything looks good it's just the cheese and 
sauce thing looks like you just kind of smashed it all up. Well, so I had, um, uh, the problem was I didn't have enough dough, essentially, to, because I made two small pizzas. And as a result, like, we didn't have enough dough to, like, fill up either pan. So I wasn't really able to make a, cr- a proper, like, crust well to keep everything in contained inside the pizza. Do you know what I mean? So when it started cooking... I am crust well. <laughs> uh, it just started sort of flowing out of it. But... I, read, I read a stat over the break that says, uh, in most restaurants, one large pizza is bigger than two medium pizzas. That if one you're going... large pizza is bigger than two medium pizzas? Yes, because of the, the way that the math oh. works and the circumference and the radius and hmm. diameter and all of that nonsense... That if you're if you're thinking that you're gonna get more by ordering two mediums, you are wrong. Ah. Okay. All right, interesting. I used to make a lot of pizzas. I, I did work in uh, a restaurant, and one of our one of our signature things was pizza. And man, did we make a ton of pizzas! Um, and we had the you know the pizza oven, the paddles, and all that whole yeah. whole thing. And uh, they were fun because I got to where I could you know throw the dough up in the Ooh. air and, and do that whole thing, stretch it all out, which was kind of cool. But I got tired of making them after a while. But you never get tired of eating pizza. That's the one. Yeah. thing. pizza is one of those things that you you never grow. Yeah, tired. I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but I worked at a Dunkin' Donuts, yeah. <laughs> and and the the um <laughs> the donuts you never got tired of them. No, you know. All right, we started this whole conversation talking about spaghetti, and yep. I spent most of this break looking for the brand of spaghetti that is my absolute favorite. And I just found out that they're made locally. Okay. Like, I had what no idea. It? It's called Anna's. <laughs> right, Steve? That's how I felt. Anna's. All right, I'm going to show you. out to one bow class where <laughs> Rose McDonald's just found out one of her favorite pastas is made locally. <laughs> you might recognize the, ba- the bag. They have it at Acme. It's like red on the sides, and it just says Anna along the middle of it. Annabelle. And they make this long fusilli, which is like the pasta I ate growing up. And it's made right here in West Deptford. Oh, that's what you like about it. Is that particular shape? Yes. That long fusilli? Okay. And they're the only brand I've ever seen make it. Okay. All right, good and it's right know. here in West Deptford. I'm Real quick, I have a couple of calls of people who do like uh, non-pitted. Mm-hmm. So pitted. Uh, olives. And we'll go to Scott. Hey, right. Scott, good morning. Good morning. How you guys doing? Good. What's up, buddy? Um, so basically when you pit the olive and you put it back in the brine, it mm-hmm. ends up absorbing more of, uh, the salt in the brine, mm-hmm. plus it becomes mushier, but then therefore you lose, um, the overall flavor. Oh, uh, I see. See, I like that briny taste and that's, I probably, do too. that's probably why Scott, that I didn't understand that. Okay. There you go. Yeah. yeah. The, the skin acts as like a barrier essentially. So yep. it sort of retains the flavor that way when the makes sense. Yeah. But I don't. Yeah, I don't like what, what you might refer to, uh, Scott, as a as a a, a, a crispier olive or a. I, I, I'm okay with a the firm olive. yeah, a firm olive, right. a, an erect engorged. There you go. Yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, um, <laughs> so yeah, rock hard, yeah, rock, rock hard, 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 bulging yeah. and undulating. No, I, I would say uh, that I, I agree with you, Preston. Thanks, I'm, I, I enjoy that brine taste. And uh, Heather likes uh, pits in her olives too. Hi, Heather. Good morning. GBH man. Yeah, man. <laughs> All day long. What's up? I have three things for you, okay? So it's Scaramuzo's, Casey. Best pasta ever. Okay. Pimento is Spanish for pepper. Okay. okay. And Casey, back to you. Silicone baking mat. Silicone baking mat. We have mat. some. Yeah, we okay. have some. Uh, oh. Rochelle likes to use those. And They're the best. I, don't. I, I also want to say that the whole olive thing is what chicken, like if you cook bone in chicken, it's like the flavor saver. Okay. Okay. Well, and then you're making a lot of sense here, Heather. All right. Yeah. All right. Thank you. I All like right. your reasoning. Thank you, Heather. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Year. We'll see you later. Okay. Interesting. All right. Well, it is 
National Spaghetti Day. Yes. In case you're interested, uh, you can uh, <laughs> eat all the spaghetti you want. And by the way, it says spaghetti. It says in this story, spaghetti is traditionally served with tomato sauce and Parmesan cheese. But you can also add meat, garlic, oil, and pepper for extra flavor. Blowing my mind. You would find on a bacon, lettuce, and tomato sandwich. <laughs> I cooked my linguine in uh, chicken broth. I'd never done that before. Yeah. Oh. And that, you can that... do that with rice as well. <laughs> okay. To flavor it. And it and it does make a difference. Yeah. It's a, a, a slight <laughs> Different. I, I toast it. my pop tarts in chicken blood. I mm. see. You know the thing with uh, those, that sort of stuff of chicken broth and adding those little things, those little yeah, flourishes, layers of flavor, layers of flavor, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you don't think to do that all the time. Rice no. in coconut milk. Rice in coconut milk. Okay. Yeah. Like a jasmine rice in a cocoa coconut milk. Yes. It's like really you know creamy yeah. and sweet. I I've ha- I've done that before. Yeah. Uh, it was a recipe. Uh-huh. It was when we were doing like the HelloFresh, the stuff that was sent to your house. Mm. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that's pretty unique. Um, and that would be in an Asian dish. Yeah. I would imagine yeah, that yeah. you would have something like that. Okay. Yeah. I love it, man. Yeah. It's okay. Good stuff. Like food is good. Yeah. I like talking I like about food. food. As you can imagine, did you add that yeah. in there? As you can imagine. imagine. Okay. <laughs> Uh, well, listen. Okay. <laughs> As you can imagine. As you can imagine. We were supposed to talk to Daryl DMC Dan- McDaniels, and I, I guess know. that didn't happen. We just but... got a note, Casey, from Art Sears about it. Okay. And then maybe we can reschedule. Man, uh, he started late. They uh, couldn't find him. But All right, Well, anyhow, he's reading text <laughs> messages. So I want to sit down. <laughs> we... Can you do any other slots this morning? 9.50 a.m. Eastern? No. Uh, no, let's try and schedule for another okay. time. Yeah. We, we spent all this time. It's a book. It's not like it's premiering. Right, right. Yeah. So maybe we'll get to them another time. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. We'll get to the bizarre file, so make sure that you stay with us. WMMR.com. The way thing that rocks. Events, photo galleries, car gear in the rock shop. And WMMR.com. All right, we have a bizarre file to roll through, so let's do it now. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. All right, we are going to start off with a pretty messed up story. Uh, A man died after he was pushed into an oncoming train in an unprovoked attack on New Year's Day in San Diego. Jeez. Right? Uh, Authorities are still searching for the suspect who fled on foot after the attack. Uh, the victim and suspect ex- exited a southbound trolley. Uh, they were walking on the platform, and the suspect, without being provoked, pushed this guy into the oncoming train. Wow. So this, uh, actually, stuff like this is happening a lot up in New York, Penn Station. <clears throat> there are people are trying to push people in front of oncoming trains. Oh, that's crazy. It's not good. Uh, the male struck the side of the passing train, causing his Jeez. injuries. Officers found the victim unresponsive with apparent trauma. To his upper body on the trolley platform, he was pronounced uh, dead. The identity of the victim uh, described as a white male in his 1960s, in his 60s uh, was not immediately released. So I don't know if they got the guy or if they're looking for the guy or what, but that's messed up. Uh, how about this? Um, workers at the Philadelphia International Airport. Oh, boy. Recently discovered a woman seemingly attempting to sneak two knives through airport security. TSA spokesperson Lisa Farbstein confirmed on Twitter that a woman traveling through the airport was caught with two knives hidden inside a Darth Vader teddy bear. (laughs) 
TSA agent said the that, that about? the back of the stuffed bear appeared to have been re-sewn shut. Mm-hmm. The doll belonged to the woman's nine-year-old son, and TSA officers discovered the knives when the bear was put through the X-ray machine. <laughs> so so what, somebody it, opened it up. Put what were the plans for those ba- for those knives? Do not know. Why would you? I mean, you could check them. Yeah. Yes, actually, yeah. you can. But yeah. Unless you wanted to use, use them, them while in you're flight. on the plane. Yeah. So wow, I don't know. Uh, here's something that this person should have been informed about beforehand. A woman named Olivia Crump posted on TikTok about how she was stuck inside her apartment in Georgia after she woke one morning to find that the stairs leading down to the ground were gone. What? Yeah. Her stairs were gone. The stairs were missing. Uh, Stair thieves. So she also shared a, a screenshot of an email that contained a photo of the missing stairs, which she see, uh, seems to have sent to her building management with the subject line, A Princess Trapped in Her Tower. What? Uh, Crump said that the whole thing lasted about four hours, <laughs> and with no way to get outside, her dog almost uh, peed in the apartment. Uh, she also says that the apartment complex didn't notify uh, tenants beforehand. She only found out from her neighbor once the stairs were already gone. And commenters noted the situation was a fire hazard and could be resulting in hefty, hefty fines, so obviously. So wouldn't you let your tenants know that you were removing the staircase? Yeah, we're taking the stairs yeah, away. And uh, we're taking the elevator out and we're shutting off the electricity. So, uh, yeah, they're going to they're gonna face some um, yeah. issues over that, I would imagine. All right, here's a story out of Oregon. In Eugene, uh, police said that officers responded to reports of a man with an adult diaper on his head walking, walking along the median. And all he was saying was Eugene. 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 At about 12.30 p.m. on Friday, the disturbance (laughs) caused significant traffic delays on the Beltline. Eugene. Uh, And when officers made contact with the man with the adult diaper on his head, uh, they were able to quickly resolve the situation, police said. Eugene. No arrests were made uh, and no injuries were reported. Huh. I don't know why. But, but it happened in Eugene. And it caused a bit of a uh, of a stir, yes. Uh, this is messed up, man. I, I had a story about this type of creature not that long ago. A group of golfers got the shock of their life. Oh, yeah. When they were joined by an enormous crab, which sliced through one of their clubs like a chainsaw. The giant crustacean climbed up on the man's golf bag and clutched onto the end of his club during a game on Christmas Island. Footage taken of the course shows the friends trying to retrieve the club from its enormous pinchers before it snapped in half. They discover the unruly visitor after returning from putting on the sixth hole in the Australian territory. This frigging thing is enormous, and they you've seen if you've never seen what these things look like, yeah, they're a coconut or robber crab out of a science fiction movie. Yep. Uh, Paul Buner captured the ordeal on video, and uh, like I said, the creature is identified as a coconut or robber crab. Uh, and the clip recently went viral after his son sent it to a friend. <laughs> Mr. Buner uh, told how he had an injured shoulder that day, but he was enjoying a beer on the golf course with his friends. He said, Friday uh, Friday golf is a religion on the island. Even if you can't play, you go out and support the boys and have a beer. That's basically what I was doing. He said the original video was funnier, but I understand the need to edit out some of the colorful language. If, uh, those, if, they're, if they're snapping golf dude. clubs... It takes a lot to break yeah. the shaft of a golf club, uh, and these things can do. And but they're they're called coconut crabs because yeah. they can crack the shell of a coconut mm. open, oh, wow. which is incredibly hard to do too. They're really really powerful. Oh dear God! Terrifying looking. 
Uh, when thieves stole three tons of oysters from French shellfish farmer Christophe Guinot, he came up with a solution, and that was to plant secret notes inside of oyster shells to help police track down the thieves. So fortune oysters. Uh, since Guinot put the method in place in 2016, he says that there have been no new oyster thefts on his farm. I have good news. There have been no thefts of oysters. Uh, he said it has had a dissuasive effect. My clever little notes worked. Uh, oysters are lucrative, and the celebrated Chez Francois restaurant in central Paris, uh, a dish of six high-grade oysters costs about $27. They're freaking uh, crazy. Uh, demand is highest over the festive period, also the busiest time for thieves. Uh, Guineau farms oysters in a coastal lagoon near France's border with Spain. The shellfish are reared in cages attached by wires to a metal frame that stops them from drifting away. Thieves take a boat out to the cages, pluck them out of the water. Bastards! Uh, Guineau's solution was to take an empty oyster shell, insert a tiny rolled-up note, glue the shell back together, and drop it in the cage. The note tells whoever opens the shell that they have won their own weight in oysters and invites them to call to claim the prize. Huh. Anyone claiming their prize can be asked where they bought the oysters, and if that if it was not from somewhere that you know supplies, then he could set the police on the trail of the thieves. Very clever. Fellow producers uh, from the area followed his example, also planted notes from the oyster in the oysters. So far, not, no one has claimed the prize. Uh, those uh, from from Gino himself, but uh, some had been claimed from neighboring farms. He said, and at least some cases, the prize winners had been stole, sold stolen oysters. So it's a clever little trick that yes. apparently is having a decent effect. Oyster theft, and that is all I have in the bizarre file for you right now. Don't forget to text the word tattoo to three nine three 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 because we have tattoos day. A chance for you to win a Preston Steve theme tattoo from Floating World Tattoo and Piercing on South Street. Running out of time, so make sure you do that now. We'll come back in a second. Lesson, question, and more on the way when we return. Did you know you could listen to all of WMMR's podcasts as well as our live stream on your Alexa-enabled device? It's easy. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. Podcasts? Oh, yeah. MMR's got them. There's the Fun Size and Bizarre File editions, along with Preston and Steve Full Show Podcasts, plus the MM Archives Podcast and more. Click Podcasts on WMMR.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show Podcast. Five minutes after 10. Uh, today is a Tuesday morning. We're slowly working our way through the work week. We'll get there before you know it. And we also have a chance to win a price and see a tattoo. Come down to wire on that. So text word tattoo 39333. And we just might have a very cool tattoo in your future. Um, we're going to do today's lesson question. And we are going to give away as a prize four pack of Fandan- Fandango tickets to see the Universal Action Spy Thriller, the 355. Question that I have for you this morning is... What should chunky boots be made out of? Two one five two six three WMMR. What should chunky boots be made out of? From early this morning in the six o'clock hour, where are you listening? We need to find out. Two one five two six three WMMR. While you call in, we'll do this. The trash business is a gold mine. Ninety three three WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Let's get the story, shall we, Steve? What's up? Well, H&M store in Manhattan responding to Instagram photos showing clothing they were selling covered in tiny bugs. H&M is claiming that this is part of a soft rollout of their new line called Infestation. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Elton John revealing that Buckingham Palace almost canceled his legendary performance of Candle in the Wind to honor Princess Diana. According to Biden, the queen had been pushing hard for Crocodile Rock. Uh, oh, my <laughs> God. Didn't work. And this is wild. Former Australian race car driver Renee Gracie saying transitioning to a career as an OnlyFans porn star has been very lucrative. Gracie says the only difference between the two jobs is that she now licks what she used to shift. Uh, <laughs> and that's your Hollywood track. Let's get an answer uh, to this question. What should Chunky Boots be made out of? 215-263-WMMR. First caller in was Mike, so I'm going to go to him. Yo, Mike. You. All right, buddy. So what should Chunky Boots be made out of? Chunky Candy Bar. You got yeah. it. <laughs> chunky Bar. Hang on, Mike. Got yourself a four-pack of Fandango tickets to see Universal's action spy thriller, The 355. Five rival agents, one elite team. From the studio that brought you Jason Bourne, Universal Pictures presents Jessica Chastain, Penelope Cruz, uh, Bing Bing Fan, and Diane Kruger and Lupita Nyong'o. The 355 rated PG-13. It's in theaters on January 7th. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah! <laughs> got a few little items for you here. We'll start with this. Fozzie, the band, co-founding member Frank Fonzier, and the band of Parted Ways. Uh, Fozzie broke the news on social media yesterday, adding that uh, Fonsier will be replaced by Through Fire's Grant Brooks. Uh, The post read in part, for almost two decades, Frank is stepping down as the drummer of Fozzie to focus on his family and other projects. We wish him nothing but the best and thank him for his years of maximum rock. However, we are so excited to announce that after an extensive audition process, our good friend Grant Brooks is the new drummer for Fozzie. Why did um, I, I didn't realize it was sort of predicated on the guy's name. What's that? Is that what it is? It, what's, it, what's his name? No, Frank Fonzier. Oh, okay. Oh, I don't know. Maybe that's where they got Fonzie from. Maybe? I don't know. It's, I don't know. It, Fonzier is spelled F-O-N-T-S-E-R-E, but maybe that Foz is his nickname for him or something. I'm not really sure. Uh, Brooks said his first shows with the band will be on the Jericho Cruise, which runs uh, March 14th to the 18th. That goes from Miami uh, to Nassau, Bahamas. David Bowie Estate has sold the global music publishing rights for his entire song catalog to Warner, Ch- Warner Chapel Music. Uh, the deal comprises all of Bowie's music from 1968 through his 2016 death. No dollar amount for the purchase was announced. I, I had heard something floated around an amount. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it seemed it seemed low for Bowie's Catalog, okay. That it seemed like a, they they got it for a good price. Was it hundreds of millions? Because Springsteen's yeah. went for somewhere in the neighborhood of like five hundred million, which is like yeah. the most yeah. ever. Uh, the landmark deal includes Bowie's entire body of work, and that includes hundreds of songs spanning the iconic artist and songwriter's six decade career, including trailblazers such as Space Oddity, Changes, Life on Mars, Ziggy Stardust, Starman, Rebel Rebel, Fame, Young Americans, Golden Years. Heroes, Ashes to Ashes, Modern Love, Let's Dance, Where Are They Now, and so on. So they can sell them then, obviously, for commercials and things of that nature, right? Yeah. So Golden Years could be Golden Grams. It could be. Oh. Golden, Golden Grams. Grams. Golden Grams. What, what, what? 
It's an underrated cereal. Uh, on, I really, uh, okay, side note. <laughs> I would get, Nick, I would get Golden Grahams and I would just eat them as a snack. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm with you. They're I wouldn't that necessarily and say underrated. I mean, they're rated. And Golden Grahams <laughs> used an, an old song in their camp. Those Golden Grahams. Yeah. Oh, that's that's Golden Slippers. Yes, yeah. And uh, so they, they've been known to do that. So, Steve. Huh. Golden years. Carrying on a legacy. Could become golden Best grand. way to honor David Bowie. Uh, getting back to the band Fozzie real quick. They were originally called Fozzie Osborne. <laughs> and uh, that's so that's, great. they just uh, that's shortened great. the Fozzie. Yeah, so that's how they got their name. Fozzie and then Osborne. a ballpark number for Bowie's catalog, Nick, pulled up yeah. somewhere in $250 million. Range. Okay. So it's half Springsteen. Sunday yeah. is uh, Philly Loves Bowie Week. Oh, really? Yeah. He has, he has a history here. Recorded yeah. Young Americans uh-huh. here. Yeah. And his uh, Golden Grams commercial. There's events yeah. happening in I'm David Bowie. <laughs> and I love Golden Grams. <laughs> Kill me. Sue me. I love Golden Grams. It's so much better than Cinnamon Toast Crunch. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about that. <laughs> what? Cinnamon Toast Crunch is, You're gonna is just, the goat of all. It's David. Oh, oh God, shut. They are overrated. No. <laughs> no, it is the absolute goat of... You're a fool. Oh, we don't have time. <laughs> David Bowie disagrees. He disagrees vehemently. Yeah. You are a fool. Um, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. We we don't have time for another food discussion. Maybe Toast Crunch <laughs> made of cinnamon. <laughs> It is the greatest full stop. <laughs> full stop. Full stop. Yeah, circle back. This is Major Tom to Rice Krispies. <laughs> All right, so on behalf of of the uh, David Bowie Estate and RZO attorney, Alan Grubman added... <sighs> It's a bad name. We are truly uh, gratified. Alan Grubman. God, get him off the phone. Alan Grubman. That was Alan Grubman. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> if you get to the office and you can't find me, just follow the slick. <laughs> Nobody call Alan anymore. <laughs> Who's the Scientology guy? He sounds like that guy. Who's the Scientology guy? The dude who invented it. Oh, oh um, L. Ron Motion Picture. So anyhow, um, he said, we are truly gratified that David Bowie's body of music will now be in the capable hands of Warner Chapel Music Publishing. We are sure that they will cherish it and take care of it with the greatest level of dignity. Yeah. I'll tell you this. So we've had a couple of artists who have accrued, you know, massive catalogs. And they hit a certain point age-wise, and they say, okay, now I'm yeah. get get my get sell this, and then obviously maybe give money to family members and so on and so forth or whatever. Uh, Bowie didn't get to that right point, yeah. you know. Right. And I think a lot of them sell it, too, because um, it's it's a lot of work hanging yeah. on to that stuff as well. I guess so, too, um, the management of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I can is, see that. Is work, and, and if, if they want to retire and they're done... They can take that and and settle in, and it's pretty much it. And that's why they, a lot of times they don't leave it uh, for other family members because it is more work. Yeah, that they're at they're they're giving them a response. So they'd rather go with a trusted uh, group that they that they know knows how to handle music. Take their serial so, money and retire. Just leave. Yeah. David Lee Roth has canceled his entire Las Vegas residency. Oh, uh, the run, which was supposed to signal the Van Halen frontman's live swan song. Was set to play Las Vegas. <laughs> That's his swan song. <laughs> a swan without a beak. To play Las Vegas. Stop looking at me, swan. House of Blues. <laughs> it's not a beak, it's a bill, right? Yeah. Okay. Yes, it's yeah. a bill. Uh, 
By the way, I, I rewatched the uh, uh, the the chicken without a beak uh-huh. segment, <laughs> which is cock a doodle do. Daily Rush video. <laughs> anyway, didn't uh, Rotho make sort of uh, or intimate that um, he kind of feels that uh, perhaps he was rash in announcing his retirement? Um, well, he wanted to add some more dates, and yeah. then he was going to be done. I mean, he was, uh, because I guess there was a little bit more money to be had, but yeah. I don't think he was saying that uh, I want to keep going with right. this. He just wanted to do one more official um, showing, and then that's it. So, uh, it was supposed to be uh, New Year's Day, the 5th, 7th, 8th, 14th, 15th, 21st, and 22nd. The last seven have been scratched. Uh, the Las Vegas Review-Journal reported on Thursday, Ross Reps announced that he was pushing his New Year's Eve and New Year's Day shows to February 11th and 12th, saying in a statement that the decisions were due to unforeseen circumstances related to COVID and out of an abundance of caution for those working and attending the shows. That announcement said refunds will be automatically processed and ticket holders will be notified directly. And on January 4th, Dave commented, uh, actually today, uh, on the cancellation by posting a drawing on his social media platforms of presumably a desolate Las Vegas strip with a statement saying a funny thing happened on the way to Vegas. Uh, there's been no official reason given by Roth as to why the shows have been scrapped as opposed to rescheduled. Huh. Gene Simmons explained that Kiss selling its catalog is an entirely different kettle of fish than it is for other bands. While pitching his latest endeavor, which is a new vodka called Money Bag, <laughs> uh, he was talking to Journal of Musical Things. Simmons was asked uh, if he and Paul Stanley would ever sell off their interest in Kiss. And he answered, Well, how much have you got? He said Bob Dylan sold his stuff for three hundred to four hundred million. The problem, he said, and I love the guy and worship the ground he walks on, but his music isn't going to mean a lot to a twenty-year-old. They don't care about the times they are changing or Maggie's farm. They just don't. Very few pieces of music stand the test of time. Well, what Kiss has that no other musical entity has is its trademarks. Our faces are bigger than the music. Bigger than anything. Actually, I he's, think he's right He's about not that. off mark on that, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, you can not necessarily know more than rock and roll all night. And, and still party wear, every day. And then, and then wear a Kiss shirt. Right. You know, because it looks, it's got that look. It's got that. It's iconic. Uh, yeah, exactly. You, so Best put, you can tune a fish, but you can't tune a piano. That's right. Oh, wait, no, that's wrong. You can tune a piano, but you can't that's tune right. a fish. Oh. So he, <laughs> he went on to explain, uh, Bruce Springsteen just sold for $500 million. Yeah. And what you get is the music, not the imagery. I've never seen a Springsteen cartoon, comic book, or action <laughs> figures. Kiss is the only one. So, what you're buying into, if anyone does the right price. So, I would love to see a Springsteen, a Saturday morning Springsteen cartoon. cartoon. You yeah. got to get back to Monster Island. Yeah. To Monster Island? Yeah. He's with the guy. He's gang. got some sort of like wizard creature that floats in. <laughs> yep. That's right, buddy. I have to do one of your magical spells and get us back to Scary Cat Island. Uh. Oh. Hey, Brucey! Oh, uh, okay. So he said, if anyone does the right price, you're into buying the imagery that has stood the test of time. Our analogy is Santa Claus Superman. This is what uh, Santa's got to go. <laughs> this is what Gene Simmons is saying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Santa's got to go. Santa Claus Superman. He says Santa Claus Superman imagery that is trademarked so that no one can reproduce and no other musical act has that. So he's making a legitimate point. Yeah. 
Uh, when pressed as to whether Kiss could continue as a live act without him... Or I don't know. Santa's got to go. ...or Stanley, uh, Simmons said, well, anything is possible. Did I think that there would ever be a Kiss cruise, the museum, and thousands of licensed products? No. Nothing is impossible. A few years ago, uh, producer Mark Burnett and I were pitching a TV show called Kiss the Next Generation, which was going to be kind of a competition show to find out who's worthy to wear the crown, who's got the stuff, the physicality, and the ability to write the song. I think maybe there's money in, like, Kiss NFTs, maybe? Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the fan base mm-hmm. absolutely would uh, gravitate towards that. Regarding the health of the KISS brand, uh, Gene went on to list the plans for 2022. I uh, said, we're busy building the KISS Museum in Las Vegas at the Rio Hotel. And we'd like to purchase a kangaroo. <laughs> <laughs> I would go to the KISS Museum. Oh, yeah. I would absolutely go see those costumes and stuff. And the, and the instruments? My friend. would be really cool. Dwayne was out in Vegas. I think I mentioned the story on air. And, and uh, uh, Simmons was there with his art collection. He was walking around and hung out and talked to Dwayne, my friend. Wow. For, uh, he, he is, you know, this is the kind of thing they would do. They're such, you know, showmen. And they love to interact with their fan base. That I mean, it'd be, it'd be a great experience. He said there's a KISS motion picture that's about to start filming, and there's going to be a cartoon show and other things. So KISS will continue to exist. Hey, Gene Simmons. In very far, various That's forms. right. Let's get back to Super Cat Island. <laughs> it's like when the Globetrotters showed up. on. Yeah. He's, he's Joe Ann Worley from Rony Martin's Laughing and Gene Simmons from KISS. Is that Mama KISS? Roosted. Phyllis Diller to show up. It's probably Phyllis Diller. She's got that crazy hair that she was known for. <laughs> It was a mama cast, Phyllis Diller, Laurel and Hardy, right? Yeah. yeah. They showed up. Yeah, yeah. Oh the Globetrotters, yeah. yeah. Did, Batman and Robin. Did, did Kiss red buttons? Oh, did Kiss ever I, th- I think Kiss was on uh, the latter days of um, of Scooby, the more the more current ones, like when my kids were oh, younger. Oh, I don't doubt it, I yeah. I think Kiss, I think there was a Kiss Scooby-Doo episode. If you could look yeah, that is. up. Is there? Scooby-Doo and Kiss, rock and roll mystery. Yeah. I was made for loving you. Yep, stop I thought and, so. Stop and think about, at the time, even when those Scooby-Doo cartoons were airing on Saturday morning television, kids didn't give a rat's ass about Joanne Worley and, and Ruth Buzzy and Don Knotts. Yeah. Knotts. I, yeah. I, there were a couple of them I liked. Uh, the, the Globetrotters I yeah. was excited about when they were on there. But, but yeah, some of those actors. Right. And I remember the Mama Cass one. Yeah. I remember it because she said she was eating nothing but grapefruit and they were all covered with uh, you know, ice cream and, <laughs> yeah. and whipped cream. Like she was making fat jokes at herself. At her own expense. Uh, on that. But anyhow, uh, going on uh, back to this story. <laughs> Uh, he said that uh, the touring band should stop. He said, I'm 72, still have some hair, and I don't want to stay on stage too long. I've seen uh, so many bands I've liked, and what's missing now are wheelchairs. Uh, we have some self-respect. Go out on top, and that's what we're doing. So. Self-deprecating. I like that. Yep. I, I look forward to the day when I can see Gene Simmons do one of those walk-in bathtub uh, commercials. Oh, my God. That'd be it's, great. It's a gift from heaven, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> After years of lifting those huge shoes, I've lost all feeling in my kneecaps, which makes taking a actual bath very problematic. You can't step up can't over step that. can't step up. Yeah, to get issue. into the tub. Uh, it's walking right in. It's a beautiful thing. Craig Lagans texted me and said that Jerry Reed was a low for him as far as uh, Scooby Doo wow. guests. I remember Jerry, Jerry Reed, on that Reed as well. <laughs> yep. All right. 
Uh, being a part of a successful rock band does not necessarily make you rich. Just ask former Anthrax member John Bush. Uh, Bush said, the bottom line is I've never really made enough money, even when I was in Anthrax, to justify not having to work again or not having another job. Uh. He offered some sage advice to today's musicians. He said, if I was giving advice to somebody right now, I'd say, take your merchandise advance, go on the road, and then when you come back, still do your job. So you're not just depleting the money that you got as advances. That's the conversation I would have with myself now. But I don't regret any of those things, and it's not like something I took ba- I look back on and go, man, I really screwed up. I just think that was the way life went. Uh, he's been working alongside his wife for the past several years at her casting studio, which she uh, had when they married 20 years ago. Uh, he said, it's our mom-and-pop business. It's not this enormous cash cow, but it certainly helps pay the bills, and I'm so uh, kind of ingrained in that when uh, when I'm home. And I just kind of juggle that with my music career, and that's another way of earning money. I uh, think that notion, Preston, of, of so you're working on a project and you get an advance, huh? uh, I think it's, I would always prefer, uh, when I complete it, you can pay me. Just, yeah, you got to be careful. Just as a psychological thing, yep. you know? Yeah. yeah. Because you're like, uh, I, I think... My work ethic is really good, and I think I would still fall prey to, you know, uh, give it to me at the end. Right, right. Yeah. All right, and then finally, this is exciting news. Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month, Froggy. Oh! Isn't that great? Yeah. Uh, so when by, was this decided? Uh, I don't know, uh, but it was just handed to me, so... It is sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. And you you can listen to Jackson's show every Wednesday at 6.30 to hear Froggy. They'll be playing. WMMR.com, use the keyword local shots and find out all the information about Froggy. It's <laughs> I love that. Marissa added that at the end of our little year end uh, recap, uh, which you can see on our, our social media accounts. And uh, that's the mm-hmm. last little part saying it's Friday. So, uh, anyhow, that's it in music news uh, for you this morning. We're going to take a break. We'll get back in a second. Robin Lee in again today. No, uh-huh. It's raining today. It's raining. Oh, Ray yeah, right Coop coming in, yeah. The Coop man. I... Cooby dooby doo. He just. Hey, it's Ray Coop. Yeah. <laughs> right next to Joe and Worley. Ray will be in shortly. We'll return in a second. Letter Day Word of the Week coming up next. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Well, check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on MMR's mobile app. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. This Valentine's Day, avoid that look of disappointment. You know the look, a week after Valentine's Day when she throws the flowers you just bought into the trash. Try this, get her a real long stem rose dipped in 24 karat pure gold. The only rose that's guaranteed to last forever is just $59. Our famous 24 karat gold dip roses arrive in our signature gold gift box. Order now and get free shipping at IHateStevenSinger.com. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 
the end of the Preston and Steve program for the day, my friend, as Tuesday is coming and going for us morning pipples. Uh, about ready to open up for many others as your day continues on. And I'd like to thank you to uh, for uh, everyone for calling in this morning. And I would like to award a prize because today is Tattoo Tuesday. Uh-huh. We're going to give away our Tattoos Day gift certificate to Mr. Mike Sweeney, who is from Parkside, Pennsylvania. Nice work, Mike. Got yourself a $350 gift certificate for Floating World Tattoo and Piercing uh, and Tattoos Day on the President's Steve Show is presented by Floating World Tattoo and Piercing, 1729 South Street in Philadelphia. For artwork samples, visit floatingworldtattoos.com or check them out on Instagram at Floating World Tattoos. We continue to add to that collection of people walking around with Preston and Steve inked on their bodies. Yeah. And we appreciate that. Thank you very much. Ray Coob is here. Yay! How you doing? How's everybody doing? We're good, man. How you doing? It's good to see you guys uh, for the first time in a new year. Yes. You guys kind of like stumbled in Monday morning when I was finishing. Right. Uh, which, you know, it was your begin- the beginning of your year, you know. I, but you, but uh, it's good to see you guys all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. I and saw you Monday morning. You seemed yeah. like revved up and ready to go more so than usual because but i come in at the tail end of your shift right and you were all fired up about something i forgot what it was but you uh-huh. were like you, you had a lot of energy i was ready to go home <laughs> <laughs> good to see you yeah, yeah, yeah. actually it's good to see everybody making their way in and uh, you know yeah. you guys had a like a week plus off so you gotta get yes. like restarted and yeah we did a big live, to, live seems broadcast to be fine this it, morning you know yeah <laughs> no we, we we did a live broadcast that week before we left yeah i mean they, they, during that week you know and and uh but, uh, it, you know, once you get back on this clock, this early clock, you, you know, still doing pretty good. But I think tomorrow is when it'll hit us. That's what I was telling yeah, you. Yeah, I yeah. said Wednesday, that's when, we'll, that's when we'll feel this thing. I wake up this morning. I look. It's 3.30, yeah. which is what time I've been getting up for the last couple <laughs> weeks to come in and host the best of. Yeah. So it's like my body clock is still on your. I, I didn't stay up. I, yeah, yeah. I got back yeah. to sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't get up and wait by the radio for you guys. Nice. Well, it's a different it's, animal. It is. And, you know, you kind of get you kind of get in the swing of it. Yeah. You guys, you guys sounding like you didn't have a day off or miss a step. And that's what you do. That's uh, what we try to do. And uh, I also learned something this morning that you guys don't know anything about olives. No. no. <laughs> and Nick has an excuse. He doesn't like them. But I was like, wow. And, and the thing uh, I've had that was it you, Casey, the, the fried olives and the breading. Oh, and my the, God. That is the best. It's amazing. It really is. It's just. It's to get back into olives. But. Yeah. yeah. No, it, it takes too long. It takes a long Correct. time to make them all, and yeah. so that's why my uh, cousin's wife only makes them once a year. That's right. That's kind of the, the norm with that. Mm-hmm. Tedious work. It is. Absolutely. So. Uh, well, we need to get the letter of the day. Oh, Ready yes. Ready for that? Uh, yesterday was M for... Well, we don't reveal, but sure. Yeah, oh. yeah. <laughs> you have it's to right. track. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's all good, though. Okay. A little well, gift from our friend Ray Coob. Yeah. The guy who isn't here every day. Uh, <laughs> I will uh, then change it up and go with something oh, that well, I, I have to hit the little intro. Preston and Steve. On Make it official. WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, and the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter A. 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 All right, Fonz. We have a letter A. 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 <laughs> by the way, the uh, Winkler replay last week. Was just as enjoyable as the first oh. time. It's like I, I didn't hear it before, and I just love that man. He is he the is sweetest so guy nice. in the world, isn't yes. he? Yes. Yeah. We're going to give away, by the way, on Friday, a six-pack of pit tickets for MMRBQ. Saturday, May 21st, BB&T Pavilion opening day of summer concert season, and it will feature Disturbed, The Pretty Reckless, Royal Blood, Living Color, Low Cut Connie, Crobot, Lilith Czar, and Jackson's Local Shots artist Huxley. 
Tickets start at just 25 bucks while the supplies last are on sale now. Ticketmaster.com. Complete details at WMMR.com. And that includes a look back at every WMMRBQ event ever. Hey! And backstage interviews and band photos and all yeah. that stuff. So it's all good. Uh, what's coming up on today's program, man? Well, it is a double shot Tuesday, so we'll rock right up to the workforce blocks. Got some good blocks to uh, share with everybody. Looking for their input as well. And uh, I don't think I'll get away with it, but if I could, I would do a double shot of Froggy. Fit him in there, you know. Well, yeah. How about that? Book yeah. Do you like, have? Do we have froggy songs? I don't know. I'm gonna find out. Yeah, we yeah. have. We have the one, have, and that's it. I only need like three minutes, right? Yeah, yeah, that's it. It's super right. short, but they love what they're doing. And but, we've got tickets for um, the MMRBQ ah, yeah, sometime between now and the workforce blocks. Let's say that Ray's got you, gang. Thank you, Ray. Yeah, yeah. Have fun today. I'm gonna thank our sponsors, Preston Steve Show's brought to you today by Duncan, the official coffee of the Preston Steve Show. Also by Acme. Uh, download the Acme app to see your all-new deals, rewards, and perks today. Visit acmemarkets.com for details. And finally, Jurassic Quest. It is coming to Philadelphia January 15th to 23rd. You get tickets at JurassicQuest.com. Uh, tomorrow, Wednesday, uh, Secret Text Word, Fox Good Day, and whatever else we decide to get into. That is it. We are done. A rage on. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. WMMR. Hey everybody, it's good to have you on the bat bat two da bat two ba 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 